are there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 177 of the Finger Guns podcast. This is the Halloween episode. Ooh, scary times. My name's Roscoe. See what I did there? I made a Halloweeny, and I'm joined by Miles Thompson. Oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. Hello there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't quite work the same. I don't think everyone would be a very good Halloween theme. No, yeah, you're right. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. Good. Uh, busy as always. Games to play. Lots of games to play. Some very good games. And I can't talk about them, Roscoe. And this makes me very sad. Oh, man. I can talk about them soon. Just not yet. Okay, good. Oh, I have an update for you, actually. Um, this Ooh. is this this is for off the podcast. I should have done this five minutes ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, about your um your, your your press pack, but I'll talk to you about that later. Oh uh, yay yay! That makes remember, me excited. Cat, cat. Hello. I can't say your name three times. You'll appear and stab me in the back. I know, especially in the mirror. Indeed. <laughs> How you doing, dude? I'm, I'm I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good, thanks. How was your how, how has your cat week been? My cat week has been wonderful. It's been amazing. Did you know that this week a Taylor Swift album dropped? You know, it came up. It did, did it? Did it? But it vaguely, did. just like in the in the background. I may be holding it in my hand right now. Oh my one! Yeah, I need to come get that. I need to come get that. That's still, so still in its plastic, still ready to be. If to... you want to give it a lesson, you crack it right open. I will not mind. I've listened to it on Spotify, to be fair. Oh, that's um, good. Can I get a um a, a 30 second review of the album from me? Uh, you can get a 30 second review of the album from me. Um, I'm like on my fifth playthrough. Um, the album is very, very good. Um, I love Taylor forever. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> professional games critic. Yeah, <laughs> review. No, um, um, I think that professionally she knows this album is not full of like radio classics um, and that's why it's being turned into a visual album. She is almost too articulate now to make like real huge pop songs or she's just choosing not to be um less articulate because all of her songs are telling like really deep woven stories which is so different than shake it off so i mm. think you know this is this is her doing the album she wants to do about the the media saying oh it's not poppy enough oh it's not radio enough oh it's not this enough um if you like songs like style or blank space it's kind of got that vibe um but just with a little more depth between the lyrics and the story but there are some bops there are some bops yeah and throw it out that it's still on the beat is my favorite track on there really yeah it hits me man it hits me in a way that that's fine it's a skip right now but uh, i might might come back to it I'm allowed to like it, you know. You are allowed to like it. Do you know what? I think I'm disappointed because I think that song is very Lana Del Rey and she deserved a verse, not the backing vocals. Yeah, to say featuring is a really... Yeah, to say featuring is a fucking stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but, but yeah. um, Was she in the studio making the coffee when it was on? Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, was she humming it in the background? Like, what's what's, what's going on there? Yeah, it was a stretch. But apparently there is an extended version. So, who knows? Who knows? Well, thank you very much um, okay. for our, our weekly Taylor Swift update. Thank you. No worries. Anytime. Hopefully there'll be more next week with uh, some news about the tour. We, 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 you never know. Um, Josh Thompson, welcome to the Taylor Swift podcast. Boo. 
Ah. I got you all. Oh, you got me. Oh. What scary time to be alive. And that's oh, not just because of Halloween. You're not wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> not wrong. We're here to enjoy the podcast. Yay. 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 How are things? How has your week been? Yeah, it's uh oh, busy. Busy as always. Um, and I've downloaded lots of games during Halloween to kind of get myself in the mood that I've not yet played because I've been too busy with them. But I'll get there eventually. Indeed. I've done the same thing and I'm like, I'm looking at them going, oh yeah, I forgot about other releases. Because <laughs> they're actually coming out. But the sales well, what, have you, what have you downloaded? I've downloaded Resi 2, Resi 3, the remix. That's a very good one. Very um, good I haven't choices. played either of them yet, so excited. <laughs> excited. I've downloaded The Darkness today. Oh, awesome. On my, uh, on my Xbox 360 for two ninety nine. It currently is on Xbox right now. That is a bargain. It's an absolute bargain. If you've never played it, go and get it, for Christ's sake. It's amazing. I do um, want to say, I think Darkness 2 is on PlayStation Plus. Uh, maybe the highest tier to stream. So you can okay. play it on PlayStation. But Nice one. And I also bought for a game that I've never played before that we talk about a lot on this podcast, and that's Spec Ops The Line. Oh, fuck off, have you actually? Miles will be very happy. That, that is a horror game in its own right. Yeah. Yep. In its own way, it definitely is. I cannot wait like, for you to play this game. It was, like, it was like £18 on the Xbox store, so I picked it up with the darkness. Oh, and, uh, mate. You have to I... keep me posted on this. Yeah, it's uh, it's going in the backlog. There's a lot to play before that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's only about five hours, six hours long, so it's not the longest game in the world. So you can get through it pretty quick. All right, cool, cool. So yeah, plenty to play. What have you been downloading? Um, so after all the Silent Hill stuff that came out, um, I downloaded the two games from No Code: uh, Stories Untold and The Observer. Oh yeah. Uh, the Medium came out on PlayStation Plus as well. Um, so I've given that a download because I've not played played a little bit of Blair Witch, which uh, Blue Team also done. I'd never played Layers of Fear, um, so this will be like the one that I'll probably properly try and jump into. Um, and the like remake of the first Resident Evil, so hopefully oh, cool. I can get through at least one of them. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. And returning to the podcast after a f- some some time away, we're very glad to have him back, Mr. Tom Woods. Hello, I am Hello. back from the living dead. Ooh, Halloween there reference. There's my, like there's my spooky one. Yay. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm doing all right. I'm out of my funk. I've been Lovely. playing stuff. I've been enjoying video games. That's who, what they're there who for. Who the funk? Yeah. Fantastic stuff, man. Really glad to hear it. Sending you lots of positive vibes as ever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good to be back after what feels like maybe two whole months. Yeah. Not be being on that. Yeah, I mean, Sean Davies appeared out of nowhere, and now, now yeah. he's done the role with Russell. Yeah, That's he's done. <laughs> he's done what, like six in a row? Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't been back since. You know, so you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, great to have you back, man. Great to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back. Right, let's crack on with game of the week. I'll go from the top. Miles Thompson, your game of the week that you can actually talk about. Uh, the only one I've played that I can talk about is I see red, and there is a full write up on the site. It's a top-down twin-stick uh, roguelike shooter. Um, and it's kind of fun for a couple hours, and then it kind of just runs out of steam, which is a real shame. 
Um, but it's got a really like satisfying like mechanic to it where like every weapon that you pick up, you've got like a standard handgun that you always have. But every weapon that you pick up from a dead enemy has like finite ammo. And as soon as you finish with it, you can just launch the weapon at someone and it's like a one-hit kill, and it's just always satisfying. I don't know why more games don't put things like this in their games. Um so it's got a kind of interesting art style. It's all in black and white, except for the enemies that are in red. And then your upgrade materials are also in red. So it makes it really easy to discern who you're shooting at and who you're not, which is actually surprisingly uncommon in some games like this, where they just have a cluster of colors everywhere and you can't figure anything out. Um, but like I said, it just kind of runs out of steam after a couple of hours. And like having run through, there's like three sectors. They've each got like a different enemy type that you fight. It just sort of gets very samey, like having a black and white art style with really sterile, boring corridors and environments, like after your eighth, tenth, twelfth time of running it, just starts to get really bland and the combat can't really hold it together for long enough to keep it going. Um, but it's a decent time for like an afternoon if you enjoy like your roguelites and you want like a fast paced shooter um, that kind of rewards you for being like cool. Like you have like a hook for a hand. You're basically Captain Hook, but like cybernetic. Um, so you can like grapple a weapon to you, like fire a rocket at someone, throw the rocket launcher at someone else, and then you can do like this rage like move where you can go like super powered and then just finish it everyone in the room. And when that works, it's really cool. Um, I just wish there was a bit more to it. And there's like there is a story, but it's so non-existent, you would be forgiven for thinking that there isn't one at all. Like there's these little mementos you can find on your runs. And the guy picks them up, looks at them for one second. There's no dialogue. There's no cutscene. They just disappear. And you're like, okay, cool. And that's kind of it. So, yeah, I wish there was a bit more to it. I think there's a good game there somewhere. It just needs a lot of refinement. Maybe a sequel will do it justice, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's okay. It's a decent time for a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed your review. Oh, thank you. Um, which, again, you can get now on FingerGuns.net. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It kept it going for a little while. I just, yeah, I just wish there was more to it after a couple of hours of fun. Mm, fair enough. Cat, uh, your game of the week. My game of the week is a game called Aquarist, which is essentially like, what is it like? Okay, I don't know what it's <laughs> like. Um, it, you own, basically, you start off as a kid. And you have to look after like an aquarium that you're given and you get to like learn all of the aquariums. Stuff. And then essentially what you do is you then start a shop outside of your house to sell aquariums and like clean other people's aquariums and like sell fish and stuff like that. And do you know what? It's clunky as fuck, but there is a good game behind it. <laughs> It's it's really quite like one of those games where you're like, oh no, not over there, not over there. It reminds me of like when people play like Surgeon Simulator, but just way less. Like it's kind of like one of those things where like there is a really kind of nice game behind it, but like the the controls are just a bit like clunks. But it does have like a power washer simulator vibe. Squeegeeing like the moss off of glass is possibly the most satisfying thing I've done on the Switch. So it, it has loads of like mechanics to it. So like you have to build the aquariums, you have to make sure like the fish are all happy. Like certain fish will require certain temperatures. You've got to make sure you have a filter. You've got to make sure that it's the right temperature. You've got to make sure they have the right plants. You have to make sure that they have the right plants for the right type of fish that they are. So you can either have saltwater fish or freshwater fish. 
And of course, like you can't kill your fish by putting a salt water in a fresh water, etc. 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 You can get Nemo and you can get Dory and you can get seahorses and they breed and it's yeah, it's pretty all right. I'm only a couple of levels in. Um I'm at the place where like I'm kind of just like running a little shop outside of my garage. But it's good. I quite like it. It's quite like it's, it's kind of stressful in places as well because like you can't pause the time, so you just have time to like build your aquarium before like the shop opens. And if you're slow, then obviously you're not going to sell anything that day. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, it is. It's a lot of fun. I'm having fun, but it could be. It, it's it's a bit clunks. It took a while to get hold of, um, and it has some like gnarly looking design. Um, which I showed on the Slack. <laughs> when you like, when you focus out of people, they genuinely look like they've got a Halloween mask on. And when you focus in on people, they look all cartoony and lovely. It's very strange. Oh, um, was, that, was that Aquarius? Was it? Yeah, that was Aquarius. Yeah, that was oh, some well, girl I, th- I was helping. I thought it was Gotham Knights. <laughs> it might as well have been. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but yeah, that's my own. Building aquariums, growing fish, developing my business. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm all about the I'm all about the small businesses. Like week before, I was, you know, I had a bakery, you know. <laughs> and now I've got now I've got an aquarium. I mean, who knows what's next for me? You really are jumping careers, aren't you? Yeah, I really am Every being week. like a, my CV is going to be a right mess. It's gonna be crazy, <laughs> crazy sound. Uh, Josh, your game of the week, sir. So my game of the week is in keeping with the Halloween theme, I guess. Um, it is Yomawari Lost in the Dark. Um, I did a write-up for it on the website uh, and uh, I really enjoyed it for the most part. I think the presentation is the strongest aspect of it. Um, the sense of fear that you kind of get throughout the whole game uh, is one of the best I've played this year, I think, in terms of scary games. I've not played a lot, but comparing them to games I've played previously in the past few years, it's up there. Um, it's essentially an isometric horror game. Um, you create your own character and you're just dumped in this ghost town set in Japan um, to, to recover your memories. Um, and recovering them would mean breaking the curse so you can end the night and live another day, basically. Um, it's filled with a lot of Japanese folklore, a lot of spirits, a lot of ghosts that kind of learn on the way through like notes and signs whilst also being haunted by them. Um, there's a lot of lot of subtle storytelling that goes on with all these areas and spirits that you meet um, that end up being quite tragic tales that are very melancholic, but at the same time, they're very interesting, very, it can be very unnerving at times. Um, the only mechanic to like kind of save yourself from death essentially is to close your eyes, which <laughs> might sound ridiculous, but it's like moments like that where you kind of hold L2 and R2 to close your eyes and the spirits kind of don't notice you when you're doing that, but they can walk past you and you can feel that they're walking past you, your heartbeat's racing. Um, and that's like dotted about like almost every minute of the game that you play. So it's quite tense. Uh, throughout it um I think <clears throat> just at the latter half for me personally uh I kind of felt like I completed it and then they gave me the bait and switch where it was like no 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 here's the credits the credits roll down really fast 
I've not beaten it. I've not solved the curse. I've not, uh, <laughs> I've not lived to, to see another day. And I was just like, oh my God, I've spent 10 hours on this. And then I spent another six hours trying to go through the levels again to resolve different puzzles. Um, and I just felt like deflated after a while. Because after I did all that, I was like, okay, so I've got all these items that could potentially solve this game. Um, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I haven't beaten it. <laughs> I've properly beaten it after almost 20 hours of playing it. Um, I don't know if it's just me that I'm not smart enough to get it. Because I kind of, I've actually figured out what the sort quote unquote secret is. I just don't know how to achieve it. Um, so, yeah, it fell flat in the last quarter for me. But if you want a spooky game that's coming out, uh, as of recording this, it'll be out today. Um, and if you like it, if you like like chibi art style, um, it's hand-painted, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, it's also had two games before it that don't connect. Um, so you can jump in at this one, not having to know anything before it. Uh, but yeah, I had a good time with it overall. Um, there was just a lot of, like the, namely not being able to finish it is like my big problem with it. Um, so hopefully someone smarter than me will come out on the internet and say, this is how you do it. Because I will jump back in just to finish it to see if um, the kind of things I've heard about the previous games having really good narratives kind of precedes it in this third one. Okay. You can do it, man. I believe in you. Thank you. you I believe in myself. God, this is a uh, pre-marked Stranger Things all over again. <laughs> it is. It is. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not as nonsensical as that for sure. Um, <laughs> That's good. It's just the pace of it's very slow. Um, and like, it's good for the first few hours because, you you know, it's it's scary. You know, you have to walk slowly through these scary areas. Um but then once you've kind of seen them all and seen all the, the spooks that has been to spook you, like you're just walking slow across the whole game and there's not much else you can do into, other than that. So, hmm. Intriguing. I'm looking forward to checking that one out, actually. Um, it's not my sort of thing, really, but I think, I think you might have sold it to me. Okay. We'll see. And, uh, and Tom? Your game of the last two months. Uh, yeah, I've, one, one of them I'm going to say at the end of the podcast for the uh, recommendations one. Okay, cool. Um, game of the week is Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which every no, time I typed no. in my review, it, no, no, I, no, no. <laughs> uh, I kept putting Spirits Within, which is the f- terrible, terrible Final Fantasy movie. Yeah, I'll get um, that too yeah uh it's it's really fun um the only asymmetrical game i've ever put any real time into is dead by daylight and this this is a lot more instantly fun than that most a lot of that is biased because it's my favorite thing i love ghostbusters um but I was shocked at how fun it was, not just being a Ghostbuster, but being a ghost. I have unlocked everything, every class of ghost, and they're all equally fun. Uh, 
and they all play slightly differently. Being a Ghostbuster is a lot of fun. Being able to make my own Ghostbuster was fun. Um, they have patched it and fixed the single player thing as well uh, a couple of days ago. So I might update the review. I'm not going to change the score or anything, but it does work now. The prompts are there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Games are short. There's no way to like artificially extend them like they used to be in Dead by Daylight. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it was just a blast. I really liked it. Uh, probably more than I expected to, honestly. Um, I was worried a lot of it would be like sort of nostalgia and love for the franchise, but it was just a lot of fun. Mm, it's, um, it is kind of, uh, there is a lot of nostalgia, isn't it? I think that's one of its primary draws. Yeah. Walking around yeah. the fire station. Um, cause yeah, I've been playing it too. We were lucky enough to get, um, a couple of codes. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, much appreciated and yeah it's been fun to run around the the, the firehouse and see mm-hmm. all the little easter eggs but um yeah in terms of gameplay it is it is a lot of fun it's tricky as well isn't it it's not particularly easy no um there's a lot there's being a ghostbuster is pretty self-explanatory being a ghost requires quite a lot more strategy mm. um my first like i don't know 10 games online as a ghost i was just getting wrecked because i wasn't playing the way you're kind of intended to uh it's really worth reading the there's there's like manuals around in the there's one in the firehouse and one in the ghost dimension that tell you what you should be doing they're better than the actual tutorial that's in the game the the, the in-game tutorial's fine but there's there's a lot more subtlety to to play in a ghost than than i expected there to be um so getting a good match can last maybe like 15, 20, 15 push in 20 minutes, maybe. Um, I played a game with Josh and it lasted like less than three minutes because it was clear the game had just come out. People don't really know how to play it yet. Um, but yeah, on. we were just the best Ghostbusters well, there ever did bust. Yeah, ghost. true. That's, that is why it was a very short game. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming as, as time goes by, uh, things are going to change. You'll get longer matches as people that really like the game stick with it. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's got legs to last. I'm hoping they add some more maps. There's only five in the base game, but they're all like good maps. They feel very fitting um, with the franchise. I, I think they've added some cosmetics in the latest update because I managed to actually get into the offline thing and you could just see every cosmetic that's in the game offline um yeah and there looks like there's some halloween masks that added there's potentially going to be like a double xp event or something to tie in with halloween um but yes considering you know you only you only really see your character at the very start of each game don't you yeah uh you see your um I can't part you see a particle thrower and you see your gloves yeah or hands in in first person um yeah but I don't know it's just fun in in a way I didn't quite expect it to be I really did expect the ghost stuff to be lacking but it's as enjoyable being a ghost and a ghostbuster 
um, which is really important, I think, in asymmetrical games. Like if playing a killer in Dead by Daylight sucked, that whole game would be it would be dead long before now. I don't know anyone that plays Dead by Daylight anymore. <laughs> mm. No, not not mm-hmm. anyone anymore. Um, oh, I think no it's one the most... here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's probably the most balanced between the two uh, classes. I say classes as in Ghostbusters and Ghosts. Um, to like say Friday the Thirteenth and um, Predator Hunting Grounds. I think uh, in those past two games, one or the other was uh, a sure better way to play the game. It's, and I it's... Think yeah it used to be quite easy to steamroll it yeah and i think this time around there's a lot more going on with both things to do so you have a, it's a lot more enjoyed enjoyable to be either one and it's instantly gratifying at the same time yeah and there's like uh there's no way to like fuck your team up as a ghostbuster um crossing the streams does nothing because if it did people would be doing it deliberately and it would mess up games <laughs> um yeah, like there's no way to artificially lengthen a game or artificially just lose right away. If a player drops out, they're replaced by a bot and the bots are garbage. But it's better than being one down, I guess. Sure. Fucking and Greg Miller. The bloody audacity of that. Oh, I know. I have a long, it, it took long, me a while long... to figure out who they were in, in the story. I have a long relationship with Greg Miller, and let me tell you. That man does oh. not deserve the and at the end of a Ghostbusters game. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, you, Ross and Josh, you've played it. Uh, it cat in game. I know we've got cat on the podcast. There's a character named Cat in the game. There sure is. Um, how old? How old do you think she is? Based on her, based on her design, it. she looks like she's in her twenties. Maybe I'd say twenties, easy. Yeah, I'm guessing in, not. <laughs> in the first chapter of the game. If you talk to her, she's like, oh, yeah, I was there in the in the 80s. I was about seven or eight at the time. She's supposed to be like 45. Wow. <laughs> and just total. I think because you've got Winston and Ray there and they're modeled after an actor. That because they've gone for like a chunkier Fortnite style, you don't really get age across as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just something that was like, oh, what? Like I didn't. <laughs> I didn't put that together in my head because they look. Everyone looks like a Fortnite character. Well, Boston <laughs> Ghost is keeping her young. Yeah, obviously not a stressful job, is it? No, no, obviously. Well, no. I mean, Tom said it's it's, it's fairly easy, really, if you're a Ghostbuster. <laughs> you just got to follow the ghost around and just get yeah. in a little capsule. It's fine. It's like Pokemon, essentially. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's Ghostbuster Spirit Unleashed. Heading back to last week's episode, if you remember, I saw gasping at random points. Um, what was happening was that the codes for Ghostbusters was coming through sort of one by one, and um, we were all getting them at the different times. And I we was, were all gasping quite loud. I was very excited, and uh, we we're like, "Oh my god!" So, if you're wondering what that was about, um, that's what it was. Uh, so yeah, nice one, man. Uh, yeah, Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. Uh, Tom's review is up now on the website. Go check it out. Um, my game of the week. What's my game of the week? My game of the week is a little game called Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Um, particularly uh, the campaign. Now, I should preface this. I don't have a code. What happened was I watched the campaign launch trailer for Modern Warfare 2, and I was like, oh, shit, that looks fucking tight as hell. And so what I did is I went and pre-ordered it, 
and then it said seven days early access for the campaign. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to play the campaign right now. So that's what I did. I went down, I played the campaign. I, I can talk about it, I suppose, because it's out there, right? There's no, we haven't got, I ain't got an embargo on it. You know, the game's already out there. And what I can say is this is without doubt, without any shadow of a doubt, the best cold campaign has been in bloody years. I'm going to say it years and years. Miles has just gone out of sadness. Where's he gone? He's put a message in the Slack. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a really, uh, really great campaign. And this is one that I just enjoy. I mean, there's something so fundamentally fun about a Call of Duty game. I know it's very basic pitch. It's very bread and butter. And they don't really evolve. And this one isn't a huge evolution of the formula. It isn't really but it's the characters it's soap and it's price and it's ghosts and it's all the all the legends and it's just so great being in their company and you know the campaign was what six or seven hours i think it didn't take me long at all just did it every couple of nights um and it was fantastic and it was a great time and i would argue it's probably my favorite campaign since the original black ops and you know the original black ops is now pushing I mean, God knows how old that game is now. 12, like, 13 years, maybe? Like 2010, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. And I love that campaign. That campaign was awesome. And I haven't really loved one since that much until now. And I really think what they're doing with this one, they're, they're, they're really pushing it as far as it can go. I think the Modern Warfare series has always been one about pushing you know, their narrative as hard as it can go. I think the Modern Warfare ones are the best written ones. And this one... It's just fun. I couldn't stop playing it. I had such a great time. Before I knew it, I was like 13 chapters in. And it was just a really, really good time. A little classic stuff, you know, there's got your you got your sniper levels, you've got your stealthy levels, you've got your going all guns blazing, you've got a house that you've got to go through up and down each level to find one person. You know, it's all the traditional Call of Duty tropes. But it's just done really, really well. And there's yeah, there's areas in like the levels in Amsterdam. The visuals on this thing are incredible. It's by far the best looking Call of Duty game that's ever been made. And uh, yeah. So when it does drop uh, this week on Friday, I believe, um, do check it out because it's going to be, I think, it's not just a good Call of Duty game, it's just a good game. And I think that it's going to be massive. So there you go. There's my little mini review. That's not a review of uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign, um, which you can play right now. If you pre-order the game, uh, you can get early access to the campaign, which is what I did and what Sean did. And uh, we both had a blast with it as well. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, right then, let's get into the quiz. What I was going to do, I was going to do another one of my stupid questions that I did last week, but the answers got really serious and depressing, so I'm not going to do that anymore. I had a different one. <laughs> what was oh, different we one? ruined it. Do it. Oh, it was such fun. Let's do it. All right, fine. Okay. You're a criminal. Okay. But all you take from your victims are things that mildly inconvenience them. Mm-hmm. What are you taking from your victims? Cats, I'll go with you first. Mm-hmm. What am I taking from my victims? <sighs> Wooden spoons. Wooden spoons. What would that <laughs> stop them doing? Stirring shit. Stirring shit. There's no other... It's really inconvenient when you're trying to like actually stir something properly. Because like, if, the, if the pot is too big, right? 
Because the thing is, is like, like you're talking about mildly inconveniencing. So I'm not going to steal their keys because that's actually a huge fucking inconvenience. But mildly inconveniencing, right? So like, imagine you've got a big pot of chili or you've got a big pot of spag bowl. You need like to stir up the ingredients. Do you know how hard it is to do that with like a shit spoon? <laughs> but you need like a big handled spoon, and like that's mildly inconveniencing someone when someone's like trying to look around for a bigger spoon spoon you have in your hand, mm-hmm. and there isn't one because I've stolen them. So. That's that's my answer on the fly. Bro, I like that. I like that. Um, Miles, welcome back. Hello. Sorry about that. It's all right. Uh, mine would be mobile phone chargers. Just Ooh, that's a good one. the charger. Yeah, every night they go fuck. It's gone again, and then they have to go get another one, or they just have to let like just let it be and just never have a mobile phone again. You know. Oh, so 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 every night you go back to the same person. Yeah. And their charger. <laughs> Yeah, but just do it like once a week, maybe. I do like a round of houses and just take it. And then they'd be like, God's sake. And the thing is, no one would suspect that would be stolen except by another member of the family. So it caused loads of like drama. It'd just yeah, be really yeah. funny to watch. Good entertainment. You'd be, you'd be causing divorces and people moving out. That's not a mild inconvenience, is it? That's a. Yeah. That... <laughs> I mean, if a missed mobile phone charger causes a divorce, I'm wondering how well that marriage was doing in the first place, to be honest. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Josh. That was going to be my answer, but not the whole charger, just either the cable or the block that it plugs into. Because <laughs> that's just so specifically like inconvenient that you've not got both parts, just one. Uh, but instead of that, I think I'll probably choose pens. Mm. Just, all, just all the pens. So if you need a pen, you're looking around for one. No, I've taken them. Beware of the pen thief. That's a good one. That's a good one. So you'd be sat at home just surrounded by pens. Which is gonna be like my one. Of pens. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Tell me if you got another one. I um does it have to be a physical thing or can I do some sort of bullshit magic? <laughs> what do you mean you want to like emotionally mildly inconvenience? Them? No, I wanna do give, the bullshit magic. <laughs> I want yeah, I wanna yeah. give them permanently bad phone reception. Oh, oh yeah. damn. That's really savage. That is. Like, it's it's cold. Some people have that. Some people be listening to that and be like, Tom's fucked me up, man. Right. (laughs) It's it's just how privileged we are to have good phone reception (laughs) that this would be an inconvenience. Uh, No, like, everyone's got that room in the house where it's not quite right. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere is that. Okay. (laughs) No matter where they go. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> not necessarily not necessarily a physical thing but i've taken away the ability to have i don't know a decent conversation on the phone i like that do you imagine spending like 40 quid on phone signal 4g Ugh. that'd be desperate that'd be bad but no pen pens was gonna be mine because that is awful <laughs> yeah like uh can you just jot down this number no I can't. I, and I can't. Someone rem- last night took all my fucking pens. For the, for the life of me, I cannot remember four digits. Can you just go to the station? But I don't want to go to the station. Mm-hmm. Too many memories. Um, mine would be um, HDMI cables. That is a solid one. Um, well, like that happens in my house anyway. Every time I need one, I can never find one. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not, I'm not traveling around them with in, like in my house. There's only TV in one room, so you've got to be in one room. But I can never find them. All I do is have HDMI cables. 
I'm pretty sure that that's. I, they, <laughs> so you they, have all of my. So actually, what you're saying is you're just admitting to your like mildly inconvenience crime. He's, he's already doing one it. big elaborate thing, just yeah. like <laughs> so he could admit that. You're just playing an elaborate game, really. Yes. Just you're just admitting oh, to your crime. Damn it! Once again, this has backfired on me. <laughs> he's rumbled himself. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, I would just take HDMI cables every night. I would argue that's teetering on just being over mild because. The lengths you have to go through to get another one and the money's paying for a good one, that's going to end up being costly if you keep losing them. There's no, good, there's, there's no good or bad ones. They're all exactly the same. I learned this while I worked at Curry's. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Let, let the people know. You don't need a 2.1. Is that what it is? Yeah, I was going to say. If, if not you have true a 2.1 connection, then yes, you need a 2.1 HDMI cable. But, you know, the traditional ones, if you get a standard one with that comes with consoles... Like back in the day, or if you got a, a gold plated one with like leather straps from Curry's or Amazon, they both do exactly the same thing. You're just paying for plastic gold on top of it. Don't stop doing that. All right. Thank you very much. This has been a public service announcement from Ross Kedison. <laughs> stop paying for stupid HDMI cables. They don't do anything. Unless, of course, you're 2.1 or 2.2 if you're super fancy. So, yeah. If anything, this is just me wanting to finally get it out there. The HDMI cables are all the same. Um, thank you for letting me indulge in that. I appreciate it greatly. Um, cool. Okay. Right, Kat, it's time for the quiz. Oh, it's wild. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I was thinking of a theme for a quiz, and I was like, thinking theme, and I thought, well, I did one on Plague Tale last week, and it kind of is the year for sequels. So I thought I'd do a little quiz on video game sequels. Ah, um, there's me thinking just... it'd be a Halloween-y quiz. Yeah, that would have been actually a quite good idea, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, well, next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But to be fair, hang on a minute. We are, to be fair, we actually um, record next week's quiz on Halloween. So, therefore, Halloween quiz next week. Maybe. But it'll be out of date by the time it's the problem. Listen, that sounds like a proper them problem. <laughs> so it's That's a real know, audience let's problem, guys. It's a real audience. It's it's Halloween listeners, problem. actually. You know, it's just, yeah. You know, Halloween's extended for one day only. Sorry. Okay, guys, we'll look out for our one day late Halloween quiz next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is audio only, but I will be dressing up. <laughs> we, we could do a oh video God, one yeah, and, and all get dressed one. up. That might be fun. <laughs> I could do or a not. one. We could do this one. Okay. No, no, no. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, the only reason why Peter's one was not that great is because mine requires makeup, and I was like, "Could I do it? Yeah, fuck, I'll do it. Yeah, fuck, I'll do it. Okay, then. Cool. All right. Now, no pressure for my shit quiz next week. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna say the question, and you're gonna hopefully have an answer. Tom, have you been here since Emoji Land? I feel like you have. Uh, I think I was on. The first one where it was raise hand. If yeah, that's raise what hand. Yeah, raise hand. Do an emoji. Whatever it is. Got it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because you were like the fast one. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah finger those, finger on the trigger. Yeah. You yeah. were like proper. Yeah. Absolutely. Finger. Oh, boy. Something. You've all gotten complacent. That's why I'm back. <laughs> just when I thought it was my week for the quiz. <laughs> it's just because I won it last week. You're coming back just as like throw the gauntlet back down again, aren't you? <laughs> Nice one. All right, guys. So, first question. Uh, also, I will mean the sequel unless I state otherwise in the franchise. Okay. So, I will mean the second one in the series. 
and it's normally it's just names of sequels um just keep your keep your oh, wait so it will always be the second game in a franchise unless i'm saying otherwise right okay got it got it right. um okay number one <laughs> what is the name of uncharted sequel oh tom uh, I don't even know because I don't like the games. I don't know what <gasps> I've given. What's a bomb to drop there, Tom? I hate Nathan Drake. Uh, is it Honor Amongst Thieves or is that the first one? Oh, it's not. that you, You're close, but it's not the right. I won't accept that for now. It's fine. It's fine. Very sorry. Miles, you're next. Uh, I do think Josh or someone else had the hand up first. I did. I did I, I, oh, okay. I did, I did officially have my hand up second. Okay, first. right. Do it all again. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Ross. Uh, Drake's fortune. Uh, no. Ooh! First one. What? No, that's that's not that one. I'm afraid. Sorry, babe. Uh, Miles. Among thieves. It is among thieves. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, you're so close. <laughs> you're so close. Tom, I, I said know. it. I just added a word. Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you added a couple if you were of less words. dynamite at the quiz, there may have been some leniency in that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but we need to keep, keep you on our short list yeah, for these yeah. answers. Yeah. Yeah. competitive for the first three yeah, answers. I, I get much stricter rules applied. <laughs> <laughs> we we cannot have any extra syllables, Tom. It's <laughs> fair, fair. I've got a fountain of useless knowledge. <laughs> uh, question two: What is the sequel to Batman's Arkham Asylum? Miles. Arkham City. You will be right, sir. Okay. Uh, question three: What is the sequel called to Beneath a Steel Sky? Tom. Again, I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, I know it came out like last year. It did, and oh. the review is on FingerGuns.net. Offer by me. Uh, uh, under a steel sky. I don't know. Oh, so close, but Fuck no. Sake. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> oh, no. Ross, my dude. Uh, over, over a soft playground. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Does anybody else want to give it a go? Miles. Above a wooden sky. Right, if I said Tom was close and he said <laughs> under a steel sky, Josh. I was just gonna say a stupid answer and say skyfall, but I'm gonna say <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say over the steel sky is my official answer. Oh, you're close, you're close, but not not quite. Well, is that everyone? Everyone's that really, gone. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, well, the answer was beyond a steel sky. Oh, of course and it was. It was a good game, actually. You should check out my review on Finger Guns on that. Your review's great. Thank you. Yeah. You don't remember it, you liar. It was a great review. <laughs> At the right? time when I read it. <laughs> For a point, that was a great review. It really was a great review. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, okay, what is the sequel to Carmageddon? Ross. Carmageddon 2, Car Harder. <laughs> Do you know what? You're kind of close. Car <laughs> <laughs> uh, Car Harder. Car harder. Car harder. Okay, nice. I think we should be very close Josh? to what we're saying about it. Uh, I don't know why I put my hand up. It was just because I was going to speak about being careful about saying car harder. Uh, um, yeah, I've not got an answer. I'm sorry. Miles? Armageddon Carnage. Oh, you're close. You're close. Think oh. about these buzzwords. Okay, go on, Tom. I was just going to say, is it just Carmageddon 2? 
But um, do you know what? But... I nearly did that in the quiz, and I thought that'd be really fucking mean. <laughs> so I actually haven't. But it is Carmageddon two blank, right? Something. Catastrophe. Oh, cute. <laughs> no. Oh, you're gonna kick. Do that, you know what? Outstanding. Some outstanding guesses. Is that everybody? Yeah, I think so. It's Carmageddon two carpocalypse. Uh, How close some of you are! Amazing stuff. I'm pretty sure we all said things where car like fit. You were like synonym, yeah. Yeah, You like synonymed all of it. You were like very good. (laughs) Uh, Question five: What is the sequel to Crash Bandicoot? Tom. Uh, Crash Bandicoot two. Ah, not. Stop putting your hand up, man. (laughs) Look, I need to try and like. He wants to. He wants to put his hand up and think about it. Brain. Oh, Cortex strikes back. Well done. Well done. Thank fuck. <laughs> nice. Well done. Well, yeah, just give him, give him five minutes to think of the answer. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst his hands up. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, my. I just... oh, this is the old Google on the right-hand side there. <laughs> <laughs> on a side oh. tab. <laughs> I've been rumbled. <laughs> That's how he um, wins all the quizzes. He just goes first and goes, wait, wait a second. Let me I just can, Google it. I'll figure I it out. I can type up yeah. Mac 1. <laughs> just, a nip, just a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Brain blast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get into my mind palace. Um, what is the sequel to the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Medan, Josh? Oh, you know what? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> go on, Joshy. Oh, is it Lost Hope or it's not? That's the that's the third one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I, that was the third one, isn't it? It's not the second one. Or is it? It's, it's not any of them, mate. <laughs> is, it last, is it Last Hope? Look, move on. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sorry, Josh. You are frozen <laughs> out. Miles, Miles is going to get it. Little Hope. Ah, oh, okay. Sorry, oh, I've Josh. I've got no hope, so fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, question seven. <laughs> <laughs> what is the sequel to Nintendogs? <laughs> just stupid game. Ross. Nintendo Cats. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> Nintendo Durables. Bye bye, Ross. You're oh. frozen out. <laughs> Tom. Is it Nintendo Dogs and Cats? It is Nintendo Oh my god. Oh no. Thanks, oh. Ross. I would never have got that issue. This, this is the oh. best quiz. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, I feel like I'm turning Tom into a supervillain at this point. <laughs> I would, you shouldn't You shouldn't feel like that because Mars is actually winning so far. It's short-lived, though. He knows that I'm no threat for the long term. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm playing the long game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question eight. What is the third in the series of Plants vs. Zombies? The full Ooh. name of the third of the series, Josh. Is it Garden Warfare? Oh, no, it's not, I'm afraid. I know this one. Ross. It is Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. It is very much so. Hold on. A lot of fun as well. Go check it out. Yeah, it's all right. And it's free. Well, it was free on PS Plus at one point. Um, question nine. What is the sequel called to The Prince of Persia? Oh, Josh. Uh, Warrior Within. It's not, I'm afraid. What? You can't keep doing this. 
Can't keep putting your hand up. Go and first and going. And then going, oh, I wonder what it is. Let me think about it. I'm sorry, that was that was like three seconds of getting my words together. That was to be fair, I got longer than that. Miles. The two thrones? No. Oh, that's the third one. Tom. There, there needs to be stipulation in this because there's a well-old version of Prince of Persia. I'm going to say Sands of Time because it's technically the second one, I think, that came out. No. No? Ross. Prince of Persia 2. <laughs> so close. Ah, if only. Prince of um, Persia. So Prince of Persia, The Shadow and the Fame. Is that no. Oh yeah, for the original game, the PS2 one is Warrior <laughs> Within, like straight up. And te- that of- technically is a sequel. That is technically the second Sands of Time. Sands of Time. But it's not it's the Warrior sequel Within. I was looking for, Joshua. So oh, if you right. want well, a spiritual point, this is contentious you have now. a spiritual point. If you want to write the quiz, you can write the quiz. But <laughs> tough titties. Oh, it's getting testing. Even when I'm right, I'm wrong. <laughs> oh Josh. Even when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I got no hope. Anyway. <laughs> uh question ten. The fuck is what it? is the full name to Resident Evil 3? Tom. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. It is. Hold well on, Tom. Oh shit, I need a tiebreaker. Let me think of a tiebreaker question. Didn't expect this. Ask him about the PlayStation Prince of Persia's. Let's have a look. Okay, let me. I'm just going to put in. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Um, this is so hard when I think you know you shouldn't really be tying people. It's really very hard. Um, just uh, play some lift music. Uh, while um, we wait for Kat to select a question for the tiebreaker, I'd like to hear a word from our sponsors. Taylor Swift's brand new album Midnight is now available, <laughs> <laughs> including the single Antihero and some other songs that aren't quite as good. Buy it now. Buy it now for pre-sale tickets. <laughs> okay, uh, between Tom and Miles, what is oh. the sequel um, called for Sparrow the Dragon? Ross. <laughs> am I not in this? I'm not in this. Am I you are not in this, my dude. Uh, <laughs> Tom. Is it Gateway to Glimmer? Oh, it's not, but great game. Miles. That was the Rip PlayStation 2 Revenge? Oh, never, do you never know what? But out of that, but out of that, I do have to give it to Tom because um, I've just realised something about Spyro. It was like a the gateway to Glimmer is like the Australian name for the one I was looking for, so he is technically right. It's Ripto's Rage. So you're technically on the right lines, Miles. But I will give it to Tom. I'm very, very sorry because he was. Wow. Ver- and there you have it. I, the- I can't. I can't. I can't take any pride in that. <laughs> Controversial ending to the quiz there. Yeah, controversial ending. The Australian oh, and the European man. is called Gateway to Glimmer. Uh, so our version was Gateway to Glimmer. That's why. Yeah, I it is. Yeah, and I yeah, and I was looking for a place rage. Yes, 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 yes. Anywho, you can you take got a little it. bit of pride in that. You then. can take a little bit of pride. Well done. Um, it's very hard coming up with tiebreaker questions. I I think the last time I had to come up with a tiebreaker question, I said, "What game am I thinking of?" 
and that's that's what that's what got it because I couldn't think about it. Like a real, like a real what paralysis. game am I thinking of? <laughs> yeah. Out of every game ever. ever. Um, so Tom, you just snuck in the lead there with four. Miles, you got three. Ross, you got one. Josh is in a piss. There we have it. <laughs> Josh got one spiritual point because he did get something right, but it just wasn't the game I was looking for. Josh's so, quit thing again. Yeah, Josh is fuming. Josh is hacking into the site right now, deleting all my reviews. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be a winner one day. You will be, babe. You will be. You will be. I'm just glad Miles didn't get two in a row. Can you imagine? Yeah, he'd be so smug about it. Oh. I actually felt a bit like Lewis Hamilton last season when he had it nicked on the final race. <laughs> I'm devastated. I'm actually so gutted. I was like, oh my God, I might get like a genuine win against Tom. And then it was scuppered. He got me. Right, mate. I, I don't know what that reference is, but okay. Lewis goes fast in cars. Uh, and he did not win. Uh, he didn't go fast enough. He had it nicked uh, on the final, final lap of the final race. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh Paul, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, that I mean, poor millionaire. <laughs> he has won seven other championships. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be okay. I'm sure he's over it by now. It's like that Woody Harrison gif where he's just crying into like pockets of money. Piles of money. Yeah. Uh right then, let's get on with the news. 53 minutes into the podcast. That must be a new record. Um, we had a nice showcase this week of Silent Hill and Resident Evil Games. We can kick off with Silent Hill, because there's all the brand new stuff there. I'm going to read. Where am I going to read? I'm going to read from fingerguns.net. I'm going to read Josh Thompson's write-up about the Silent Hill news. Um, Here we go. So, we had Silent Hill 2, a remake coming from Bloober Team, which hasn't caused any controversy whatsoever at all on the internet this week. Um, Including Metro. I don't know if you saw the Metro headline, but my god. Why have they got the worst development team in the world to make Silent Hill 2? Or something like that. It was very, very bizarre. Did you retweet uh, that? Because I think I saw it. <laughs> um, I put it into the Slack. That'll be where I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is. Number. Just like, okay, guys, calm down. <laughs> Bit hard, Metro. Leave it alone. Um, then we had a Silent Hill Townfall, um, which is co-produced by Anna Perna and No Coast Studios, which is very exciting. A combination that... Well, it just screams winner to me. Uh, Silent Hill F. Is that right? Silent Hill F, I'm guessing it is. Um, Most people Hill. are saying F, but uh, it's stylized in the way of um, the musical sign Forte, which means crescendo. Oh, so if it is. you're musically inclined, that's not something that I learned personally. It was just out there on the internet. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Okay, we'll go Silent Hill Forte. I like that. Uh, there's Yeah, there's a lot to discuss, isn't there? Uh, Silent Hill Ascension. Return to Silent Hill, which I believe is a is a movie, and, is a movie. A, and a statue. If you're really into statues, so um, yeah, this caused a lot of ripples in our uh, in our Slack. So let's get talking. Um, Josh, what did you make of the reveals? Which ones are you most excited for? Are you okay with Blue Team making the Silent Hill two remake? What do you reckon? Um, I think off the top, we'll talk about Blueber for a bit. I think uh, it's a bit of a wait and see for me personally. Um, there's, like you said, there's a lot of issues. People have a lot of issues with uh, their kind of portrayal of mental health in the medium specifically. Um, and if you know anything about Silent Hill 2 specifically, it's kind of a game that is all about mental health. Um, and it's had like, it's, and the depiction of mental health in that game is ambiguously uh, artful 
yet um, I think it touched on a lot of things that people really feel in real life um, in such a niche way that it was kind, it was kind of lightning in the bottle. Um, and I think it still is and still could be. Um, but Bluebird team aren't on their own. Um, I'm going to butcher the names. I'll just look at it for now. Uh, they, we've got Akira Yama, Yamaoka as the composer back, um, who was in the original Silent 2. Um, and we have, uh, is it Matashihiro Oti as the Ma producer? Matashihiro Ito, I think. Okay, Matashihiro Ito. Ito. Uh, he is the uh, lead producer alongside with Bluebird team. Um, so we've got some comebacks from the original team coming coming back to uh, solve this. Uh, and, I've, and I've heard that it's a bit of a tight leash on the production. So I don't think Bluebird are going to run away with the IP and do their own thing. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of controversy. I say controversy. There's a lot of backlash coming from fans um, about it, about what is it going to be? Is it going to be any good? Um, I think we just need to give maybe Bluebird team a break a little bit and just wait and see what they do with the source material because it doesn't look like they're going to change much outside of the gameplay. Okay, cool. Uh, well, that's something, I suppose. Uh, what about uh, the rest of the announcements? What do you, what's getting you hyped? Um, I think, is it the, is it Townfall that is the one that is got the novelist the horror novelist and it had the trailer with like the the woman crying that's, and that's then f f oh is that f is it yeah. yeah i think i think f is probably the one that uh looks the most strikingly different and interesting uh that they did i think the pedigree behind uh townfall though is very promising i just don't think i saw enough that kind of piqued my interest enough uh but f sounds really cool um, that's set in 1960s Japan. It's an original story. Um, I should have had the arc up with me. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of it is like games that have been announced with no dates apart from uh, Ascension, which is kind of a live event, supposedly, where viewers will change the canon of Silent Hill. Um, so yeah, not too much concrete info, just a lot of announcements. And I think they've come out swinging. Um, they've not just done it internally with Konami. They've actually reached out to developers, known developers that have got kind of a reputation behind them and been like, see what you can do with it. And hopefully we get some return from it, which I think is a smart move because um, they've not made anything since the Pachinko machines. <laughs> Uh, which went down really well. Um, and then before that, we had Metal Gear Survive. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they're going to do um, with all these IPs. And yeah, I think Silent Hill F is the most distinctively different and interesting one. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Um, Mars, what did you make of the showcase and what's got you excited from their reveals? Yeah, I think it's nice, to be honest, that Konami have actually decided to bring this franchise back again and properly. It does sound like they're actually putting some effort into it. I still hate them for what they did to, well, basically every game they ever owned. And let's not forget Silent Hills, the game that should have existed and never will be. And for what they did to PT, they still suck. But at least Silent Hill is back in some form. Uh, I'd, 
Do you know what? I really don't understand the level of hatred towards Bluber team. Uh, Bluber? Is it Bluber? Bluber. Um, because I've played Layers of Fear, I've played Blair Witch in VR, and I've played The Medium. I wouldn't say any of them are bad games. Like, Layers of Fear was okay. It wasn't particularly scary, and it was very obvious in terms of its horror. But it was fine. Uh, Blair Witch in VR was all right. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed it, but maybe that was the VR part of it more than anything else. And the medium I quite liked. Um, I know it's story, 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 story can be quite heavy handed in some ways, but I, I don't know. I don't see all of the criticism that have been that's been kind of shoved their way. And I think the medium does do some things quite well. That's kind of been like buried underneath all of the the hatred towards like the story and what they did with the narrative and stuff. Um, in terms of Silent Hill 2, it's probably the one I'm the most excited for. Um, but equally, I think people worrying about this shouldn't really be worried about the story because the story's written. It's a classic. You can't really do anything to that story. Uh, I think if they did, they knew, they know full well people would hate whatever changes they made. So I don't think they're going to deviate or change anything about the story. So that's kept intact. My only question would be is Layers of Fear, Blair Witch and the Medium are all very like walking sim focus there's very little in the way of actual engagement or you know meaningful puzzles or combat or anything like that really so my only thing is you know they've put a team in charge of you know overhauling a gameplay system that is now absolutely ancient who don't really have that much experience with you know third person action combat mechanics uh, so that's my only kind of wonder about it but i'm kind of just gonna like josh said i think we just need to kind of wait and see and just lay off them a little bit you know like this could actually be you know the one that they get right and then people go oh they are actually a good studio and they can do some good stuff or they'll fail and then they'll probably never get another job again but i feel like we kind of need to wait and see a bit more about it before we can definitively say if it looks crap or not graphically i think it looks really nice though um the other one was uh silent hill forte uh the kind of japanese asian inspired one i really like the idea of that setting um Reminded me of the PS3 game Siren, I think it was called, um, which was very good. And if it's got like a similar vibe to it as that, then I'll be quite interested. Uh, the movie, the interactive thing. I'm intrigued by the interactive thing because it's got behavior who make Dead by Daylight involved, which has me interested. Um, but also J.J. Abrams. I'm not his biggest fan, so I'm not really sure what that's going to look like. Um, but it's an interesting idea and concept. And again, at least Konami are, you know, funding different projects for this. Hey, 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 hey. JJ Abrams made the best Star Wars movies and you know it. He he made seven and nine. Nine was terrible. Yeah, he didn't make The Last Jedi. Yeah, The Last Jedi wasn't him. That was Ryan Johnson. I just wanted to wind you up and carry on. <laughs> I mean, seven was fine. Seven was okay. Nine was not. Um yeah, I think it's just interesting that Konami have gone all out on this after being out of the AAA space for so long, uh, and particularly with Metal Gear Survive, the state that that game was. At least they're going back to some traditional stuff to try and, I guess, recoup some of that credit that they've lost significantly. I think they've got a big job on their hands to win people back over, though. I think although Silent Hill is very popular, Konami needs to knock it out of the park with almost every one of these projects for people to actually start to take them seriously again. Um, but I think for Silent Hill... I'm hopeful that Konami are going to do that because I want to see this franchise succeed. And as much as I hate Konami, um, I'd rather the franchise still do well, even if it means Konami doing well, unfortunately. Right. So you're going to buy them or not? 
I'm going to wait and see. Like I said, I'm unsure mm. as to how good they're going to be or the quality of them. And I want to see more of the other projects as well. Um, I think we, we know very little about each of these games, even though they've shown off a tiny bit about them. I think we need to know more before we can really decide if they actually look like a return to form or not. Okay, that is. That is. Yeah. That is. Um, Kat, are you excited about Silent Hill? Does it, does it scratch that itch? I don't know what I'm trying to say. What do you think about Silent Hill? Um, it doesn't scratch any particular itch just because uh, it scares a fucking shout at me. But uh, <laughs> but I did like the look of F and I did like the look of Ascension. Like I watched the um, the live stream with with Miles, and I think it's one of those things I like. I probably wouldn't, and I do remember owning Silent Hill like a really long time ago. But I think I was like. I don't think it was mine. I think it was like my brother's. And then I just happened to have it or see it played um, and played a little bit of it, maybe when I was like much, much younger. So I think it's one of those things where it isn't as scary as Resi 2 for me or Resi like Resident Evil. So I might give it a good go when the remake is out. I would probably wait and see just to be like, how much am I going to shit my pants? Uh, <laughs> but Fair. I really like the sound of F. I think that sounds really cool, and I really like the look of Ascension. I actually never even, um, I never even watched Bandersnatch, but obviously it's very Bandersnatchy. Um, so that sounds really cool. I'm really excited to see what they set, to see what they do. I hope it's not like a what kind of breakfast does he have kind of shit, and I hope there's like real life stuff. Like it, it will feel like an like dark anthology, but in a film would be very very cool. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think Matthew Cote, who's the director of Behaviour Interactive, is probably like living his dream right now because he, there were like many interviews before Silent, um, Silent Hill got on to um, Dead by Daylight, where he's like, Silent Hill's like our big one, our, you know, so is Resi Evil, like those are our big hitters. If we can get them, like we've kind of got it made because that's, you know, that is, you know, that is horror in its entirety in regards to the, the genre that's where it starts isn't it it's Resident Evil and Silent Hill um and the fact that his company is now you know on this kind of participation he must be living his wildest dreams fair play to him what a dude yeah absolutely <laughs> that's some deal he's made there um so and the thing is as well like he's very 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 passionate about horror um, and so I I don't expect it to be bad. That's the thing. It's like we slag off the by daylight for the mechanics and, and stuff like that. But when it comes down to like the realism, like he was the one who had the say on the Resident Evil, like um, police detective department taste looking exactly the same. Like he was the one who wanted Pyramid Head to look like exactly how he does or how they do because they're things, aren't they? I didn't like the fact they kept calling them Pyramid things. Pyramid head things. It's just pyramid head to me. It's just yeah, the, the things, the red one, the, the fuck off. Um, red pyramid thing is yeah, the new name for it. Oh yeah, the somehow. red pyramid thing. Yeah, I didn't like that. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited. I, I think it's kind of for me. I, it's not like day. You know, it's not like I'm gonna jump at the 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 the, the helm and say, "Well, this is my game. I'm gonna go now." It, it's more like I'm actually excited, and I will keep my eye on it, and I'll see what it, see what comes of it when it releases. Please, cool. can you re- please, can you request all of the reviews? Because that would just be funny. Um, only if you stream it with me. Okay, someone else can do it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine by me. 
Uh, Tom, do you want to wrap this up? What did you make of the Silent Hill presentation? Cautiously optimistic is what I am about it. Uh, Like Miles said, Konami have had a shit track record in the last few years. Uh, Nothing was ever going to get me as excited as the potential of PT coming back. Silent Hills. That's never happening. That, that, the loss of that game is like one of the most tragic things in gaming. That would have been something else. Um, Silent Hill 2 Remake, cautious about it. I, it depends on how much Bloober have control over if anything changes, honestly. Um, I think a lot of this, these announcements are off the back of seeing Resident Evil come back and do remakes because that's, I think, why the Dead Space remake exists as well. Survival Horror's back, which is great. Um, but yeah, cautiously optimistic about two. Um, Townfall is probably the one I'm most excited for uh, because No Code's games are fucking rad. Um, but we don't know what it is, right? Like, we got... Uh, trailer of what like a walkie-talkie or something and some water i can't really remember um there wasn't a lot of it but because it's being made by them i've got at least some sort of hope it will be good the announcement of another movie kind of knocked me on my ass i know that the original directors talked about wanting to do it like to do silent hill 2 as a film but it just never materialized. So that's the probably the one that came the most out of nowhere. Um, the first Silent Hill movie is all right, as video game adaptations go. Uh, the one that came after it was so awful, I had to switch it off, which is something I don't do often. So who knows if this next one's going to be good or not. Probably not, given the trends of adapting games. Uh, and Silent Hill F Forte, whatever we're calling it. If if that's it's a cool concept trailer. I don't know what it is though. I don't know what the game is yet, so it's hard to get excited, really. Um, but I know that the creative team working on it are well re- renowned for horror stuff, particularly the writer. Um, and Ascension. Sounds really ambitious and simultaneously like, what is it? You know, it's they they said a lot without really saying anything much at all. So we'll see when that shows up. What that even is, you know. Um, I'm I'm hoping Bluebird don't mess with two. Uh, pe- people make the argument like, do remakes need to exist? Of course they don't. Uh, Resident Evil 4 didn't need to be remade. That game still holds up. Um, Dead Space, sure as shit, doesn't need to be remade. That game still holds up, but we're getting them. So let's hope they're good, right? Um, I've I've never played a Bloober game that I've really liked. I started Blair Witch, got a couple of hours in, didn't care for it. Started the medium, and they messed up tank controls, and I turned it off. Um, Lies of Fear I've never touched. I've downloaded Observer because that's the one that I'm most interested in. 
and I hear is all right, but then I hear all their games are all right, and I've not liked any of them. Um, but if if they keep so if if like Josh said, they're being kept on a tight leash about what they can actually do with two, that's probably for the better. Uh, but yeah, their their handling of mental health, particularly in the medium, was I've not played it, but what I've read about it is supposedly not great. Um, so if they're being kept off of writing and ch- making changes to Silent Hill 2, that's, like I said, for the better. Um, it looks very nice, though. Uh, so, yeah, it looks nice, but, you know, no one's played it yet for any of these games. And that's kind of the most important thing, really. Like, to, are they do they play good? Are they fun to play? Yeah, I mean, a lot of them look way off. Yeah, um, seeing seeing essentially concept art and concept trailers means we're probably like two years off for most of these. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not all of them actually make it out at all, we'll see. Um, yeah. Particularly the movie. I feel like the movie might yeah. not happen, but they also... See, I, I think I saw the director say that they're like pretty much ready to go. So we'll see. Yeah, they're reportedly starting filming in February next year. Um, Ascension also has a 23 window. So yeah, that's probably I, the soonest we'll see anything next what, year. I just don't know what Ascension even is, really, right? Like, is it a choose-your-own-adventure game, but it's like a poll, like whichever one gets the most votes? Is... Yeah, I think I think it is. Kind of like um, like when Twitch did... Uh, Twitch did... Uh, uh, Twitch Pokemon players. Pokemon, yeah, yeah. Like, it's something like that, where it's going to be like... A, a number that you choose out of four options or something once the movie plays out there'll be a timer and then it will just change whatever decision goes in that way and i think it'll just be like an interactive movie for thousands of viewers so that's that's gonna go terribly because they're <laughs> gonna put like meme joke answers or whatever they're gonna pick the most stupid thing because i mean they could but that's if they give them that option i guess uh, true they are actually writing scenarios for every outcome obviously exactly. um, so we'll see yeah who knows <laughs> where should they go now dicks dicks was the biggest option well done twitch bravo i think i see that happening we'll see hopefully they're smart enough, and they don't let people actually choose answers. Um, so yeah, that's the Silent Hill kind of collection. Um, a lot more than I think people were expecting. Um, so yeah, we shall see if all of them make it out. Yeah, I'm, fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure when we talked about it before, we only knew about well, like there were only two things that people knew, and I think it was this choose your own adventure type thing and the remake. The remake, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was definitely surprised. Um, I was going for it with a friend, but they messed the stream up. Um, if you refresh the page, the whole video was live. So I was skipping yeah. through it, messaging my friend, being like, oh, you're going to like this next one. And they were watching it live. Um, yeah, five five announcements was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're really making the most of that uh, franchise, aren't they? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been on the back burner for, what, like 10 years at this point, I think. Indeed. And now the fans that sort of grew up with it and now working as game developers and now they can make their own versions mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool and um, we shall see how that goes uh, but on the other side of the uh horror genre um resident evil also had a little bit of a showcase um it was via sony so one imagines this was all meant to be part of some kind of 
bigger uh, PlayStation showcase, which we don't seem to be getting due to the Microsoft acquisition of uh, Activision. Um, it's a long story. We'll go into it another day. I don't want to get into that this week as well. It's really, really boring at the moment. Um, so what we got was essentially a new trailer for the Winter's expansion, which is out this week. Um, Capcom kicked off their show with a new trailer for the upcoming Resident Evil Village DLC expansion, which includes a new narrative campaign starring Ethan's daughter, Rose. The developers also shared some more background on Rose and why they decided to make her the star of Village's new story expansion. So yeah, that's the third person um, DLC coming to Village, where you can also go through the full game, I think, in third person now as well, which would be quite interesting. Um, I remember watching a lot of um, streams of Village, and I think, yeah, it looked like it really kind of should have been third person, really. But uh, that's just me. Um, we also got the confirmation that Resident Evil Reverse is still a thing, and that's still coming out uh, this week as well. Um, if you really want to play Resident Evil on multiplayer, that's still a thing that's happening. Um, I believe you get access to it if you buy any Resident Evil game. I think I've got access to it after buying Resident Evil 2 and 3 this week. Um, Resident Evil Village is coming to Mac, along with Resident Evil 2, 3, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, all of the cloud versions of the game from the Switch are coming to Mac. Um, if you have a Mac and you missed out on Resident Evil, don't fear, it's all coming soon. And then we got a shiny new trailer for Resident Evil 4, which is due next year. Now, this is exciting. I mean, Resident Evil 4 is my all-time favorite Resident game. And so, yeah, to play it in this shiny goodness, I can't wait. Um, you can now pre-order the game on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and PC starting um, from the day of the showcase. Um, so, yeah. And it's coming out on March 24th. And if you buy the PS4 version, you will be up to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. Happy days. Um, I'm going to go backwards this time. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling about Resi? Stoked. Love it. Oh, yeah. Let's go, boy. Uh, DLC's out Friday. I've already got it pre-ordered. I think some reviews came out today for Ethan it. Ethan Winters. Oh, God. I've knocked stuff off my desk. Oh, my God. Are you okay? I'm just too excited. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I'm I'm super excited. Couldn't care less about Reverse. I'm I I'm shocked they're still doing it at all. Oh, mate, you um, know we should we we got to get into it next weekend. I mean, I've got to try it, right? <laughs> it's it, I've owned it for a year. <laughs> um, it was supposed to come out alongside yeah. Village. Yeah, I you know. got a code in your in the box in the yeah. box with the game saying this will come out as well that you can play. Disappeared after a weekend. <laughs> and now it's I, back. I think they did a beta for it and people didn't yeah. like it. Because I don't know what Capcom keep trying to do by making like competitive multiplayer RE games. I think this is their third shot at it. Maybe Isn't fourth. Uh, Resistance or something as well. They, there was a Mercenaries one. Yeah. Uh, Raccoon City Operatives or something. There was. Oh, they've done like four attempts at trying to make competitive Resident Evil happen, and it's stupid every time. Operation uh, Raccoon City is genuinely one of the worst games I've ever played. Mm -hmm. It is so bad. Uh, they they did that asymmetrical thing with, I think, free that I never even tried. Yeah, that's what uh, Ross just mentioned. Um, right. Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not. Like probably the best idea, but I never looked at it. I never bothered. No, um, because I picked up Resident Evil Three like a, a while after it came out, and it was probably dead anyway. 
um yeah reverse what i own it i'll try it and then uninstall it i imagine uh but yeah the dlc excited i'm definitely going to be playing in third person i'm going to be doing another run uh village is my favorite re now um nice yeah uh i i got it when i beat it when it came out initially and i didn't have a ps5 yet i bought it physically traded it in and then earlier this year i bought it again while it was on sale um to play on ps5 and i ended up beating it five times in a weekend um (laughs) yeah i i i got my i've got the platinum for it um mercenaries mode kicked my fucking ass uh that, that was that was my plat killer i didn't finish it because of master mode i i had to give myself a break um but i got my i can beat that game in probably 90 minutes now um and a feat and it's constantly fun to do yeah yeah my it, um, it, it can be that short if you're playing with unlimited unlimited ammo and you have a magnum oh right okay yeah sure um and you play on easy just to do times you know like it's fun to just go through okay i'm gonna um, need you, i'm gonna need you to stream that at some point not happening but I'll, ta- I'll i'll take a screenshot of my time um, oh man I, w- I would i'd happily sit there for 90 minutes and watch you do that um, it, fe- it feels really different each time you play depending on how you're playing it like you if you it's go going to feel different now as a third person totally they, they said like it they had to do quite a lot of work just to make it work because obviously things were built around being in first person mm. um and they're still hiding his face for whatever reason we know what ethan looks like that model's been out since seven um but yeah dlc hyped resident evil 4 Incre- resident evil 4 was probably my favorite before village that and um original remake are excellent uh, resident evil 2 remake and f- 2 remake was great and it's sparked the whole you know revival of survival horror i think but, like in terms of big budget stuff that's why we're getting dead space is probably why we're getting silent hill um yeah f- free was all right didn't rush to get it because I had it was too short and it probably was. Uh, but yeah, four, I'm excited for four. Four, they can probably do the most with to to make it feel different, I think. Um, I'm curious at what, uh, what changes they're going to do, but they, that I think it's going to be significantly different. Mm. Um, and the stuff they showed off looks great. Village was very clearly like, let's get the systems down for four. You've got your grid-based inventory you match and like it was like we're gonna see the same houses in four because they've already made a bunch of village looking houses right like it's it's it was very clearly the template that they're going to be following so yeah what we've seen of it looks great uh capcom have been on a roll essentially since resident evil 7 came out i think i don't think they've put out anything remotely oh, bad since 2016 they've been killing it for years yeah now. yeah um they obviously had the downtime where they were trying to make resident evil like a big action franchise and then they took a step back fixed it and everything they've brought out since i've loved um so yeah very very excited um probably not going to bother with a new mercenaries mode um but i'm very excited to see the end of the winter's story which is what they're calling it and i'm curious if there's going to be any like tease at the end of this dlc that sort of hints at what the future is going to be 
Um, I'm hoping they bring everyone together, which seems like that is what they're setting up with all the remakes. They're, Endgame. they're reintroducing all these characters for a reason, right? Um, they've all got new models and look updated for a reason. So, yeah. Against Thanos and is the, <laughs> the Resident Evil Endgame. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, I think that's what fans want, honestly. Like they teased it way back in the day and then they did a reset with four. Um, but yeah, very, very excited. Resident Evil stream was a good one. Uh, no surprises because they already said what we were expecting. Mm. But yeah, future looks good, continues to look good. Fantastic. Um, Cap, what did you make of uh, all the Resi stuff? Are you going to jump into? Resi four or Resi seven? Or Resi what do you eight? think? What do you think? What do you I think? think? I think no. Yeah, you'd be right. You'd be oh. right. Not not because I think it looks shit. Uh, because I think I will shit my pants. Oh. So I think four will be for you. You know why? Um, four <laughs> is a lot more action oriented and a bit less scary, a bit more campy. Josh, um, she will not cope with the chainsaw guy chasing after her. She will not cope with it. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't I mean, have... I sort of past I... that, you are just a badass. Like Leon in four is Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Never mind. <laughs> okay, you and Leon are both badasses. <laughs> <sighs> I think I think Josh has got a point, you know. I don't think I mean mm-hmm. you, you know me and scary games, I'm not into them either. But mm. Resi 4 is just a fantastic video game. You just said it was your favorite out of the series, so mm. it's it's really fun, and it can get it can get jumpy in times. That it's so camp, it's so cheesy, but and that's what kind of like dilutes the, the scariness of it because mm-hmm. it's so fucking dumb, you know. And that's that's the joy of it. It's like you know, every five minutes, you know, it's just fun. Okay, okay. Well, maybe, 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 maybe I can stream it. Okay, maybe that's my stream. All right, cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. I'll bring some nappies. Okay. <laughs> uh, Miles, Resi. I think you're pretty hyped for, uh, for, for what's to come, aren't you? I'm exceptionally hyped for pretty much all of it. Do you know what? I've had Resident Evil Village for like a year and haven't played it. And then they announced the third person mode. And I was like, fuck yes, I want to play that game in third person. So I'm actually just going to wait for the update and then just get that and play it in third person. Um, it is part, like, of, the, it's, it's part of a DLC, yeah. You're yeah, have to buy spend it. money, dude, That's I'm afraid. Fine. I'll spend money on it just to play it in third person. I love the third person resis. RE, just to kind of reiterate Tom's thing of how quick these games could be, RE3, I got down to the point I could beat it in an hour and five minutes, and RE2 was an hour and 15, I want to say. God damn. So you can get super quick at these games when you like learn them properly. They're really fun, though. Um, so, yeah, I'm super hyped to actually jump into Village and play it because I think I've just put it off for too long, and people have been telling me I need to play it, so I've got to play it. Uh, RE4 looks really, really cool. Uh, like I said, the two remakes of two and three are just superb. Um, and I really enjoy the gameplay model and the mechanics of them. So to have that, but with RE4 is just dream come true. Um, so I'll be definitely getting that. And it's only £55. Imagine making a remake, but not charging full price for it. Imagine Sony. Oh, the, the yeah, but the deluxe edition is 70 Yeah, but that's the deluxe edition, the regular get- edition. Yeah, but you get some, you get some extra skin, so you don't get anything particularly you get... exciting. The last was part one had a deluxe edition that was eighty quid. What did you get with that? Nothing. Joy, I got Miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I sure did. Um, 
So yeah, I think they showed off exactly what people wanted with the RE4 trailer. It was like the section people remember. It had the chainsaw guy in it. It's got action. I really like that some some of the animations still have that like PS2 GameCube like stuck to them. Like when he jumps over the fence, it's the exact same animation, even though it kind of looks a bit silly given how realistic it looks now. Um, and I think they just they nail it every time with these remakes of striking like that fine balance of everything is updated, looks beautiful, plays really smoothly. But keeping just some of the old like touches to it, just to make it feel like you're still playing the same game, um, and I really appreciated that. So I think like you guys have touched on, Capcom have been nailing it for like six, seven years now. Pretty much everything they set out at the moment is gold. Um, and I'm just super excited to play more Resident Evil in better graphics and just updated gameplay systems. And you know, Village is a game that I love the look of. I'm really looking forward to jumping into. And if it is good, I'll probably hop into that DLC as well. So. Yeah, everything Capcom do is just gravy. Just give them more money, make more games. I want more Capcom stuff, all of it. I'd be interested to see what you think of Resi Village in VR, in VR2 next year. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be intense. I remember playing see, the demo um, and I was like, damn. You get, you get to see Lady D in like full VR glory. Jesus Christ. I don't think the, inter- the internet is not ready for that. Capcom can't do that. The internet will break. The internet, my God, Capcom knows exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing. There's an executive <laughs> at the head of Capcom being like, ha I've got all of you now. None of you can do anything to stop me. He's going to be rich. found those Reddit forums. They know what they want. <laughs> they just troll through them, just laughing with all the money that they're getting from Lady D. Pretty much, pretty much. Lovely stuff. So yeah, super excited. Brilliant. Uh, Josh, how are you feeling about the Resi stuff? Yeah, all the exact same sentiments. Um, I feel like Leon's going to lose his jacket really quickly early on again, uh, which is going to piss me off because he looks great in the jacket. Um, it looks a lot like Village um, in terms of like the colours, and I miss, I'm missing like the browns and stuff like that, the autumnal look that the original Resi Four had. But we, it's still early days, still not seen all of it. Um, but like Miles said as well, um, I think there was a lot of concerns through uh, with people on how could they possibly do this? Because they think Resident Evil 4 doesn't need re- to be remade. And I played it like last year and I agree with that. It doesn't really. Um, but yeah, they've they've done it again somehow. They just think of these ways that do make it better um, and modernizes it in a way where we're not initially thinking of. But then when you see it and you play it, it just completely makes sense. Um, I like that you can crouch, you can, you've got a torch at, your, at the ready and you put your gun above it. Like it's very, um, he's like a soldier now. Um, it's just small little details that just are going to add to the gameplay that we originally had in two and three. Um, just a little bit more variety in it, I think. And I'm just, just ready for it. Are we ready for Screaming Leon every five seconds again because I'm so ready. I can't wait to just put her in the bin in 4K HD because <laughs> that is a thing you actually do. You can tell her to get in a bin. Yeah, so you can. You can. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I think they're going to change it. I think they're going to be controversial and change it up. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah, they probably oh, won't be oh. as many Leon screams this time. <laughs> Leon. Also, Josh was uh, was it Reverse last year when I was super excited to play it with you, and by the time I actually logged in, like three hours later, it had already gone off because it sucked. Yeah, and it never yeah. came back until 
till this week. I remember us being like, oh, we'll just log on tomorrow then if it's not working. And tomorrow never came because it died. And you know what? I get I get what's Tom saying, but I do actually quite like the third person shooting combat that they go for. Um it was in Resident. I don't think that it was in two, but in three remake, they had a mode, didn't they? Like a trials mode where you'd go through the levels, you'd shoot, you know, with a timer and stuff like that. Mm. It's not quite mercenaries, but it was a little bit like that. And it's and it's solid, it's mechanically solid as a shooter. Um, yeah. so it's kind of a shoo-in to be okay. Um and I played a little bit of it and I it, it felt like a mess, but like a fun mess. Yeah, just didn't a chaotic spend, mess. Yeah, I just didn't spend enough time on it to understand why it was pulled away like it was. I really want um Resident Evil 5's like mercenaries co-op, like online mode was actually super fun. And then they brought in like a versus mode where you see like Wesker like super punch Ada, and then Chris turns up and like drop kicks Leon, and I was like this is just fucking dope. Like, this is what I want more of in my life. <laughs> just and I, I, I just want them to do it for RE4, RE-verse, you can just go and dropkick each other and be like, yup, that's sick. Maybe we'll wait for the 5 remake if that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. It, it will. <laughs> I need to smack boulders in 4K, all right? I need it to happen. <laughs> Are you going to join um, Tom and I on RE-verse next weekend? Do you know what? I might. Yeah, I thought so. I might. I might do it. We just got to do it once and then we don't have to ever do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Just to say we did it. Yeah, we've got to give it a look at least. They've spent over a year retooling it. It's got to be at least not shit. (laughs) Fuck it. I'll join it. Let's do this. (laughs) I think it speaks to them as well as a company. It speaks to them as a company that they're willing to pull it off, to take it out, to make it better, to put it back in because they know what they want from from their games these days. And if it's Mm. shit, they won't put up with it and they'll try better. So didn't, good on them. Didn't, didn't it used to be like cell shaded? Did they take away the visual style of it? Because I Yes. I, think I remember was, characters having outlines. That was a that was a pre-launch thing though, I think. I think that was like right. the original look of it. They kind of it was like a cell shade overlay, I think, mm-hmm. that they put off and they just took it off, which is fine by me. But sorry, I was on mute. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it has to offer. Um, even if it's not anything that exciting. Um, I think just for the pure laugh, I think it'll be well worth checking out. Um, even if we only do it a couple of times. But it could be great. We could be doing it. This could be your new Dead by Daylight. Who knows? I don't think I can cope with another Dead by Daylight in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was 1,700 hours of my life gone. Thirties, thirties. Uh, right then, um, I'm going to skip the next thing because we are running on a bit. Um, so let's keep it Halloweeny and let's go straight to our scariest game moments ever. And this is a yearly thing that we do. Uh, we try and update it with things that we've done for, through the year, but of course, that may not always happen. But we're going to talk about our scariest game moments in the history of our video game playing lives. And yeah, it's always a fun topic to get into. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to pick someone at random. Cap. Uh, Hello. Hello. Um, my scariest moment ever is PT. Is my experience of PT. I think I said this on the last year. Well, I don't play, play a lot. Yeah, I played PT in the dark as well. And I had the version oh. where you could finish it. Because that wasn't always a thing, was it? Not every version could be finished, if I'm right. 
I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. I couldn't finish it. Some yeah, versions some version wouldn't allow you to finish it. There's some, but like there was a version where you went all the way out of the house in certain things, and you were Norman Reedus walking across the street, which was sick. But yeah, no, the baby in the sink really did it for me. The woman who like falls from the ceiling on top of the banister. She fucked me up. Basically, the whole thing fucked up. I played it with two of two other friends, and we thought that we would like. I don't know what we've. I don't know what we were thinking. We were just like really all. T- we were all taking turns with the controller, and we were like, "Let's turn the lights off." Blah blah blah. And we'd had like maybe like one or two drinks. Drink responsibly, people. So we were like real like. And every time we screamed, we would all scream at different moments. It honestly felt like there was a ghost in the room. It was like so like adrenaline pumping because like you just didn't know what was going to happen and obviously every run is different so like then the next person would play it through we must have played it like ridiculous amount of times that night maybe like five or six and we all took turns with the controller and we were all shaking and all screaming at each other and all winding each other up and then something different would happen there'd be a face in the picture or the phone would fucking ring or oh just no not the one it was really scary and it was extra scary in the dark. And I don't think anything has matched how scary that is. So for me, it's PT. I think it'll always be PT. I think if PT came out as a full game, I wouldn't fucking play it. I'd, I'd, watch, someone, I'd watch someone play it, but equally I'd probably be just as scared. Um, yeah, great experience. I won't forget that experience ever. Um, yeah. I mean, what can beat PT? What a fucking shame. What a giant shame that fucking game has not, not been a full release. Yeah. But yeah, I had the version you could finish and I walked out. But we only managed to finish it once, I think, once or twice. Oh, give me shivers. Fuck that yes. game. It's a baby <laughs> in the sink, man. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is there a baby in the sink? I, I, I don't know. I, you like literally open it and it looks at you. I can't. No, I can't even. I don't even want to. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go for it. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, Tom, what is your scariest gaming moment of all time? Uh, I've previously talked about Alien Isolation in VR. Ah yes. <clears throat> which, besides, I I completely forgot how hence shittingly scary PT was initially because I'm so far removed from it. That was also one of them. Uh, Alien Isolation in VR is the most terrified I've ever been playing a game, but I've already talked about it this year. Uh, There is a game called White Day, a labyrinth named School. Um, It it came out a a while ago, like mid-2000s, I'm pretty sure. But it got a PS4 remake, and it very recently got a PS5 remake. And something about Asian horror really, really gets under my skin. Ghosts in Asian horror fuck me up. Um, And White Day has, I think, over a dozen different types of ghosts you you deal with. Like you'll open up, it's set in a school. Uh, White Day is um, a, a Korean sort of like a Valentine's type of holiday. Um, it's set in a school, you're a school kid and your school is haunted to fuck. Um, you like, you'll open a locker and there will be like a crushed up body in there that screams at you or just the head of a ghost that follows you around. Um, I've only ever managed to play a couple of hours of it because it really, really messes me up. 
um that's one of the scariest games that i i haven't talked about and i don't think many people talk about um i don't know if it's a huge game but it's mm, I don't it's like the sound of that it's very scary um yeah it's just really really gets under my skin and i couldn't do it i couldn't i, I streamed it and had a friend watch and it was like a quiet stream it was just me and a friend we might have even been using the ps4's like share play or whatever it is where you can watch people play um and and yeah i had to stop because it it messed me it really messed me up couldn't deal with it it's there's no fighting back it is a um sort of like an adventure game more you'll go find puzzle pieces to solve problems and move forward but the further you move through it the more ghosts you have to deal with um like they they stack some ghosts will follow you between areas some are exclusive to certain areas uh and yeah couldn't couldn't deal with it messed me up yikes yeah i think i'll avoid that one mm-hmm. yeah i'll pass i'll stick to disney dreamlight valley for the time being I think that's a great idea. Um, Josh, what's your scariest game moment? Uh, I think it might have to be the Resident Evil 7 beginning hour demo, um, which then can translate into Resident Evil 7 in general. Um, I think the fact that it was the demo uh, and it was came out at a time where we had no idea what it was, who the characters were, what you're doing, um, I think the lack of context made it far more creepier. Um, you're going to the house that is kind of the main house in the actual game, uh, but you don't know that. You just you've got a camera. You're filming two guys who like have got like a horror show that this is like the scariest house and blah blah blah. What's so scary about it? Let's go and see inside. Um, and what happens is kind of like Blair Witch style horror <laughs> where. <laughs> The guys go weird and things jump out at you and it's just very unsettling. The graphics are gruesomely detailed <laughs> in it. You're looking at all like this leftover food that's all just mouldy and moving for some reason. Um, and then that kind of just translates into the actual game uh, completely when you start it as Ethan Winters um, and going around the house and just having... Having the the dad, his name is uh, is lost on me at the moment, but just having him roaming around the house, it's essentially kind Jack of Baker. Like, yeah, ba- yeah, Jack Baker, um, kind of like a Mister X figure, a nemesis figure. You don't know where he is. Sometimes you might hear him talk to himself, singing to himself, or you hear the footsteps, and it's just an unease that you just are, are scared that that the room that you go into he's going to be popping out. And sometimes he does pop out, grab you by the neck and that's it, game over. Um, yeah, but the beginning hour, I think it's because it's a, it's a different character in the beginning hour. Um, and there's the lack of context and just the actual scariness that happens um, is just, it's, it's on the levels of like PT. I think PT is a stronger uh, self-contained thing. Um, but yeah. And I also want to shout out um outlast as well um i know we all said one but outlast one and two are equally as scary games because you just can't do anything in them so check them out if you've not played them um 
Nah, I'm not going to check it out. But thanks. It's <laughs> just the outlast of those two games. I remember like, one of them came out very early in the PS4's life cycle, didn't it? And Yeah, um, and I think it was a freebie as well at one point, which is my entry point to that as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it was. And It, it was. I I got it through PS Plus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope. Nope. That's fine by me. And like I saw the, the trailer for the Outlast Trials. It was a, uh, one of the recent shows. It looks just fucking crazy. It does. It looks Absolutely like demented. It looks like Outlast cranked up to eleven. Um, and one of the scariest things about Outlast is actually kind of like the solitary experience of you've got no means of defense. You just got your recorder, your camera recorder. You've got the night vision if it's too dark, and that's it. And this you got more of an active role for trials and it's multiplayer so i'm really really interested to see what they actually pull off with it yeah it's gonna be one of the ones i watch for sure but uh, <laughs> watch don't play and watch yeah, from exactly. afar <laughs> maybe yeah. behind some fingers in, on your uh, eyes yeah that's a really good idea i will uh, i will not participate in the trials but i can watch them as a fond audience member <laughs> just to go wow that's really fucked up um miles your scariest game so as a as a moment, the inpatient on VR had one of the scariest jump scares I've ever fucking experienced in my life. And it genuinely made me throw the headset off, <laughs> which I've never actually had with a horror game. Um, so I just wanted to shout that one out because that game is okay, but that jump scare is probably one of the best done ones ever. And whenever friends used to come around, I always used to make I had it like a save at that point, and I would throw the VR headset on them and make them do it and then watch them shit themselves, and it was great. I'm horrible, I know. Um in terms of scariest game, this is going to be a bit of a weird choice, um, but mine is Dead Space 2. And part of the reason for that is because it's incredibly atmospheric and the necromorphs are awful to fight against. They're scary as fuck, you know. But playing that game on hardcore, right, you have three saves, which means that you're having to do like three or four hour chunks of this game at a time. And if you die, you lose all of that progress. And playing that game through on hardcore gives you a whole new perspective of being fucking terrified because you're a desperate to not lose all that progress. But the game is also genuinely really scary. And there are particular uh, necromorphs, um, the ones with the bombs, and they hop out with this awful like blood curdling scream. And whenever I would hear that scream, I would panic so hard because I knew what was coming and they can turn up anywhere. They could be an event behind you. They could crawl up from a wall next to you. You have no idea. And playing that game with that level of pressure and intensity was absolutely amazing, but also it was goddamn terrifying. Like every single part of that game becomes like massively fear-inducing. Um, Dead Space 1 has some great moments, but Dead Space 2, with that like added to it, just made it top for me. I've played probably more scarily intense games, but nothing that kind of compares to that experience. Um, I think Outlast is a great shout. I had a good time with that. Um, and Alien Isolation is obviously a good show as well that Tom's mentioned. But yeah, I always go back to that because it just terrified me for that 10 hours, I think it was, that I had to play through that that playthrough. So yeah, I'm going to go Dead Space 2. That's a good shout. I'm watching a playthrough of that right now when you're a gamer. And it's, um, yeah, it's pretty freaky. It's such a great game. You should play it. No, I'm good. Thanks. Sir. Go on, do it. Come on. No, I'm good. I'm good. But content, come on! Thanks, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Remakes just around the corner. Oh, so good. Yeah, I can't wait for Miles to play that and tell me all about it. 
<laughs> do you want me to um game share it with you or screen share so you can watch me play through it and you can experience oh, the horror? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Then we can do a spoiler special. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, content. <laughs> content. Um, what about you, Roscoe? What's yours? Well, as you know, um, I may have it may have come across on this episode, but I'm not a big fan of scary games. Yeah. Um, so well, when I do play one, you know, they have to really kind of like really not do a hell of a lot to get me particularly scared. But um, the one I always go back to is Dying Light. Oh. Um, because that game on the surface shouldn't be as fucking scary as it is. Um, it's I got it for review. I had no choice in the matter at the time. Um, we ended up getting, I think, a code each, I think, back in the day for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but I was the one that, re- that was reviewing it, and I remember playing it one night. I've told this story before, I think, on the pod, but it's it's a fun story. So I was playing it. Um, I was living in a flat in Wales at the time with my partner at the time, and I was just playing it. It was about probably one or two o'clock in the morning, and it was quite a small flat. Um, you guys have been to my flat. It was kind of like that, but a little bit bigger. I actually had a bedroom, and... Um, yeah, I was just sort of playing it. It was during the daytime. If you know the concept of Dying Light, is that during the day there are zombies around, but it's quite quiet. But at night, that's when the the crazy fucking beasts come out, and you've really got to sort of run for your life. And um, I hit nighttime for the first time in Dying Light at two o'clock in the morning. Um, so it was just like pitch black darkness outside in real life and in the game. And I remember um, the objective in the game simply just said, "Run." So that's what I did. And of course, in Dying Light, there's all this parkour and all the cool stuff. You can run, jump over buildings and run over cars and stuff. Um, so it's, it is kind of fun, but I'm running and I'm running for my life. Um, all the zombies are coming around chasing me. And I heard this growl. And it was one of the big motherfuckers. And I don't know why I did this, but I turned around because I wanted to see what it was. What I didn't know was that this guy was so close to me that his face filled up my entire TV screen. And I may have screamed so loud, I woke up my partner. I'm pretty sure the people downstairs got woken up as well. And I threw the controller out of my hand and it nearly went through a window. I lost myself in that moment so hard. Um, I did manage to escape him, but not before waking everyone up and um, pausing that game just to take a breath once I'd got into a safe zone. And I remember thinking that was horrifying, um, but it was very adrenaline inducing. And I really enjoyed dying like um, the rest of it. I ended up beating it and it was a great game. But yeah, that moment will stay with me forever because of all the drama that ensued afterwards. Uh, My partner at the time, obviously early night, had to go to work the next day. Was not impressed with her boyfriend staying up all night playing horror video games that made him scream. Um, I generally screamed out loud, as loud as I possibly ever done before. And yeah, so dying like that moment stays with me for sure. And uh, nothing's beaten as of yet because I haven't really played any games similar to it. Except for Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2 was not scary at all. It was just, uh, yeah, it was just kind of weak. But Dying Light is up there, definitely. That's not to mention kind of playing at night in general with the zombies for, in Dying Light 2. Absolutely. Or Dying Light 1, sorry. Uh, it's it's they aren't kidding when they say don't go out at night and die like nope wait um, for the day <laughs> yeah yeah until there's missions that means you have to go out at night and uh of course that's the fun of the game is the fun is 
you know, legging it as quick as you possibly can from one place to another over the tops of buildings. Um, but yeah, the at least you're playing as a character that can run away and parkour. If it was me, I'd be fucked. But... Yeah, me too, <laughs> me too. But it was a, a huge bonus. I was playing someone hugely athletic, yeah, <laughs> that could very easily survive in these conditions. But uh, yeah, Dying Light is out there for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's probably loads out there. Um, if you are a listener, let us know. At FNGIGNS, what are your scariest gaming moments? Um, it's going to be fun to to read through them and um, see any games that we can check out or that everyone else can check out and they can tell me about um, a little bit later on. Um, right, then let's get to our recommendations. This is where we find something throughout the week that we think we should share with you, our dear listener, whether it be a game, a TV show, a comic book, a movie, a T-shirt, or a candle. I don't know. I'm looking at things in my flat. Um, I'm going to start with Miles Thompson. Oh, oh! I've got a fun one for this one. Hold on. Oh, I need, to, I need to pronounce it correctly, so I don't want to. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly anyway. It is a band, okay, and they're called. Uh, oh God, I'm going to butcher this. Fauer Schwanz, Schwanz, I think. And they're like a German, like Viking type band, but they do covers of really popular songs. So, like, oh, what's it called? Uh, the Numa Numa song, or When You Leave, or whatever. Do you remember that one? Years ago now. No. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that song. <laughs> so they do that one, and they also do the other one I really like is the Bad Touch by the Bloodhound Gang. Um, and they do like a rocked up Viking German version of it, and it's just really, really fun. So I just wanted to shout them out and say that you should all listen to it because it's great. Fun party trick. If you ever get Miles in the room, um, ha- get him a few drinks in and he can actually recite every single lyric to that song. I can. Okay. To the bad to touch, that. not Numa Numa. Yeah. <laughs> to the bad touch. Sweat, baby. Booby, sweat, sweat baby. Yeah. Sixes. That's what I know. <laughs> it's a great song. It deserves more appreciation. <laughs> I know the it's dance. Not, it's not a great song. It is a great song. <laughs> God, I remember when that first came out. I bet you probably can't even remember that. You're so young, aren't you? No, I can't. No. <laughs> wow, unbelievable. I was probably too young to listen to it, but I de- definitely did see it on Kerrang. Oh yeah, the Bloodhound Gang were like lyrical geniuses, totally underappreciated for our time. JC Lane, I wrote <laughs> to explain. I'm, I'm your biggest, biggest fan. You Pretty had song. a lot of di- anyway. <laughs> that past ten o'clock version is very different. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, look out for our Bloodhound Gang appreciation spot special podcast. Oh, very, very soon. No, we're not doing that. Don't. don't. Had, no, it's not happening. They had two songs. Oh. It's not worth it. Oh, yeah, that would be a three-minute podcast. We're like, yeah, it's very good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh. Where are they now? Oh, I don't think they're playing anymore. All right. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Kill my vibe. <laughs> Kill my vibe. We've done yeah, it. We've done the follow us, You can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree and then just go to the below. You know. Yeah. Um, we still got a Lincoln Park one today, Miles. Don't worry. We've got plenty of time. Yeah, we, no, that'll be good. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, we say it every week, but we will do it at some point. We will, we will get there eventually. We definitely will. <laughs> we definitely will. Um, cool. Um, that, that, that's a nice recommendation. Uh, Kat, your recommendation for the week. I wonder what it will be. Let me what? guess. Go on. Uh, have, you, have, you, have you played um, Requiem yet? I've not, no, I've not, because I um, have been concentrating on my two reviews okay. that I will be going out very soon, um, and I wanted to like play it when I have, when I don't have any guilt, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Have you played it? I actually, I saw your screenshots. I'm about two hours in. 
Yeah. Nice. How are you feeling? I love this game. Nice. Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, it's. I'm so surprised pretty. it wasn't yeah. your game of the week, but I guess two hours, maybe. Yeah, but I've, yeah, I've beaten Modern Warfare, but um, I've been nowhere Fair. near a Plague Tale yet. So, Fair. yeah, maybe, maybe next uh, week I'll talk more about it. Uh, so my recommendation of the week is obviously Taylor Swift's tenth studio album, uh, Midnight's. It came out on the twenty first. It's amazing. There's already a first single out, but it's not really a single. Every song's going to be a single because it's a visual album. Um, and you can see the first video. The second video releases tonight. It's great. It's fabulous. Uh, great songs. Yeah, listen to Antihero. Listen to Midnight's. Um, if you're on TikTok, it's literally everywhere. There is one lyric that is literally everywhere, um, which I'm very excited to scream, which is, it's me, I'm the problem. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, have a great time listening to that album. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, Toby actually, um, fun fact about my recommendation, Toby actually private messaged me for recommendations about this recommendation based on songs that he previously liked at other albums. And let me tell you, great stuff. Great stuff. Have a lot of love for Toby right now. Who he was like, Toby these was are a, the songs. Was a Tay-Tay fan. I know. He was like, these are the songs I like of these particular albums. Swifty. What vibe can I have for this album? I was like, what a legend. So I gave him that, you know, because welcome to Taylor Swift's Airbnb TED Talk, you know. Am I right in thinking that there's also a version of Midnight's that's longer than the one that's out? It is. It's called the 3am edition, which includes seven bonus tracks. Um, My God, Taylor, just calm down. I know. She needs to calm down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so she's got (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah, see? (laughs) He, 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 he. Anyway, I'll shut the fuck up. Bye, bye. It's cool because you know, I'm glad you're finally mentioning the fact that Taylor Swift's album is out. Um, that's the important thing that we need to get out there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. She needs all she, the help she can get. You know, yeah, she's struggling absolutely. These she's days. definitely not broken loads of records this week with her album no, release. No, no definitely not, not struggling. Even if she, like, this is the album that I wrote at midnight when I was all on my own. It's like, yeah, we've all done that, cat. All right, just get on with it, Taylor. <laughs> we've all done that, cat. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't read any albums. I, I don't know. I think of Taylor Swift, I think of you. You're one of the oh, same in my head. I know. Oh, I know. That's a very big compliment. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very welcome. Um, who hasn't done a recommendation? I can't remember. I haven't done one. Tom, go for I'll it. I'll go. Uh, a little bit of a cheat because it's not from this week. It's from last week. But uh, Legend yeah. of Heroes Trails from Zero. Oh, yeah. Uh, a JRPG I reviewed with zero expectation other than knowing people like the Trails series of games. And it might have toppled Elden Ring as my favorite game of the year. Holy shit, Bob. Mm-hmm. It's something I didn't expect to happen, but the reasoning is I always knew I was going to love Elden Ring. I had no um, doubts I'd love it. Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero up until the final chapter was like a solid eight. And then that final chapter gave every single one of the like 18 characters in the story moments to shine. It brought the whole story together. It's fucking triumphant. It's excellent. Um, It's massive. It's long. Uh, I played the entire game in its... um, high speed mode which is like to make grinding less of an issue which isn't really an issue at all uh, and it still took me 40 hours um and i played that game at like double time speed for basically everything other than cutscenes. uh it's really good it's really really good uh i've 
I've put myself down for a quest in the direct sequel, which is coming out in March. It got a release date like the day after I beat it. Um, so I'll be having that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 great. It's excellent. Um, not just I, I signed off in my review that it's not just one of my favorites of the year. It's one of my favorites full stop. It's outstanding. Uh, loved it. That's really cool. Isn't it great when that happens? Yeah genuinely i looked at it i was like okay this is like from 2010 it never got a official translation until now i know the trials games are liked but i don't really know much about them i'm sure it'll be good and it was good for a long time and then it was like excellent and it brought the whole thing full circle and just made the whole experience better by its end um so yeah loved it fantastic that's so cool um, nice one. Uh, Josh, your recommendation? My recommendation for this week is another movie. Um, listeners, if you were disappointed by <laughs> last week's recommendation of Halloween's End and you felt like I cheated you, please, please listen to this one. Um, this one is actually a good film. <laughs> uh, it's The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Uh, it's written and directed by Martin McDonough. He did In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. In fucking um, Bruges. In fucking Bruges. Where else? Oh, um, what a film. And speaking of In Bruges, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are back in the starring roles. Um, it is about two blokes on an island of Ireland. Um, and one of them just doesn't want to be mates with him anymore. Uh, and he has no idea why. It's just a bit of a breakup. Um, and it just follows them to kind of going through this breakup of friendship. Uh, but it tells a lot more of a deeper story. It is as equally hilarious as it is sad in the end. Um, and it's probably one of the best movies of the year. Uh, I won't say too much more about it because it's one that you'll have to kind of go in a little bit more blind than knowing all of it because it, it goes to some weird places. Um, it's a bit um, simple on the surface, uh, but what it has contextually is it just says so much more, um, especially if you know of Irish history as well. Um, and it's just, it's so good. Colin Farrell's amazing. Brendan Gleeson's amazing. And unsurprisingly, a supporting character who plays another weirdo in this film is Barry Keegan, who absolutely smashes it again. Uh, and being just an oddball. Um, and I can't recommend the movie enough. It is phenomenal. Barry Keegan being Batman's Joker? Barry Keegan being Batman's Joker. He's oh, also yeah. in The Killing of a Sacred Deer, where he plays a weird young man controlling the family. Uh, God, what else? He's Druig in, oh, however you say that name, in, uh, God, that very forgettable <laughs> Marvel film. Uh, is it the Immortals? Eternals? The Eternals. Eternals. Oh, Eternals. The Eternals. Uh, he's kind of a bad guy in that, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. And the Green Knight, he plays a thief, and he's an awful human being in that, as well as weird. Um, but, yeah, it's that the film itself is just so good. Um, if you like movies, this is one to watch, for sure. I'd hate to argue that Colin Farrell is always the best thing about a movie. When you know what? He is, I think he's so underrated as an actor these days. Um, he's really proved himself with the films that he's done recently. Um, 
even just outside of being the penguin in the Batman, uh, the yeah. films that he's done is just phenomenal. Mm. I remember seeing uh, the lobster. Was it? Yeah, the lobster. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, man! That dude could act his ass off, and he's yeah, he's he's, he's phenomenal. Phone booth as well. I love. And you know, in uh, people don't really like this series, the season in total, but True Detective, him in that is incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> Colin Farrell, you're amazing, mate. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Look out for our Colin, Colin Farrell appreciation <laughs> podcast going to be very, very soon. Yes. Um, my recommendation, my recommendation is actually um, a clothing line, which is something I never thought I'd say. Um, you're probably wondering, what do you know about fashion, Ross? And the answer to that is nothing. If you ever meet me, I'll wear joggers and black t-shirts. That's pretty much exclusively all I wear these days. But this line of clothing from ASOS got me excited because it is a Horizon Forbidden West line of clothing. They've worked with Gorilla to make some really cool shit um, based on Aloy and the Horizon games. I got myself um, a jumper, um, which had some kind of comic book style kind of art wait on it. Uh, hang on where is this asos is asos yeah oh my god i have next day delivery brb okay and yeah i got the jumper and it's just really cozy it's bloody comfortable and i was really happy with my purchase and the rest of uh what's on there is is really really nice um a little bit i'm not gonna get all of it i wish i could but um yeah highly recommended if you want to Get some gaming apparel that's also very comfortable and very tidy. Um, yeah, go check it out. Joggers look great. <laughs> Cat just, 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 we have a little chat thing in our in our Zoom. Cat just went in capital letters. This is amazing. I'm buying RN. I think that's right now. That's what the cool kids say, isn't it? RN. You get them all, Cat. You get them all. You get them all. But let's not. Let's make sure if we ever meet up in the future that we're not wearing that jumper. Okay, can't we wear in the same jumper? Unless we're giving something like MPX or something. Um, but yeah, great set of clothes. Check them out if you want to get some Horizon stuff. Uh, but that's it, ladies and gentlemen. All that's left to do is out this week. And out this week on October 24th, the night we're recording this, I See Red is available on PC. Um, of course, you can go and read Miles' review of that right now. Um, Cult of the Lamb, Blood Moon Festival. I think there's some DLC coming to Cult of the Lamb today as well. Um, looks pretty sweet. Uh, Dragonflight is coming to World of Warcraft on PC in its beta on October 25th. Man, there's not much coming out on October 25th. Uh, let's see. Victoria 3 is coming out on October 25th to PC. There's a review of that up on the website, which was done by Tom. Josh? Uh, other Josh, I think. Oh, it was other Josh. Yeah, you're right. It was Yogg Dog, yeah. Anyway, go check it out. Um, yeah, that would say it's it's a really good read. Uh, I just completely forgot, <laughs> just completely slipped my mind. Who done it? Um, Saturnalia is coming out on October twenty seventh on consoles and PC. Who's been playing that, Miles? I don't know, Roscoe. I don't no. know. I don't know. Uh, who's going to get? Gonna, I'm just going to go back on mute. I'm just going to go back yeah. to mute. Okay. Before I let um, slip, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, delayed brewmaster, where you get to run your own goddamn brewing simulator, is coming to PC. Uh, sorry, to PS5 and this was series. And the console release was delayed uh, due to a last minute issue, but it's coming out now, so be sure to check it out. I can't wait to play it. 
Um, Sackboy, a big adventure, which is, of course, that PS5 launch game, is coming to PC on October 27th. Um, Buddy Simulator 1984 is coming to Switch on October 27th. Um, the Oddworld Storm Enhanced Edition is coming to Switch on October 27th as well. October 28th, here's your big guns. Horn of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 lands on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Um, in all of its goodness, including Warzone, the multiplayer, and the campaign. IGN um, gave it a six. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're wrong. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, is that just the whole thing or just the campaign? I think it's just the campaign. Um, but I'm going to believe you're what you've said more than IGN. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's very touching. <laughs> um, Live by the Sword Tactics is also coming out on October 28th. The Resident Evil Village, as you probably heard us talk about, the Winter's expansion also comes out on the 28th, and Tom is very excited yep. about it. Uh, this also coincides, of course, with the gold edition of Village coming out, um, which includes the original game and, of course, the DLC. So if you, if you haven't picked it up yet, you can pick up all of it together in one shiny package. And Village also comes to Switch on October 28th in the cloud. October 28th also sees the release of the now very controversial Bayonetta 3. That's coming to Nintendo Switch this Friday. Um, there's been a there's been a, several updates to that story. Um, turns out that um, yeah, Helena Taylor was lying out of her ass and she got actually offered a lot more and she just confirmed it today. So, you know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Spent a whole week feeling very sorry for this lady, but um, yeah, turn, turns out none of it was true. I don't think our coverage aged badly, though. I think we talked about other things other than just Helena, but yes, we should always, always see these, take these stories with a grain of salt. It's a shame that we have to kind of retract, retract our feelings towards this person because of their lies. Indeed. At least I can buy a guilt free again now. <laughs> yeah, hooray! We can all play Bayonetta 3. Yay! <laughs> Huzzah! Um, so yeah, that, that's a lot. So yeah, big day on Friday, but there's yeah, there's still plenty to get excited about um elsewhere as well, including the entropy center, which is out next week. Not this week, but next week. <laughs> Just to chime in. Uh, yes. Saturnalia is free on the Epic Game Store this week. Oh, is it wow. really? Yep. What a deal! Is, you is, have. Oh, I, 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 I know nothing about the game, but I'm watching the trailer and holy shit, this art style is rad as hell. Yeah. My, my oh. reaction, to, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back on mute because I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Miles's preview was very hot. Yes, right. yes, I oh. like the preview this, of the game. This, uh, yes. this, this art style is giving me like. Spider-Verse vibes because it's doing like I think it's animated in twos, so everyone looks kind of choppy, but in a good way. Yeah, uh, it's it's big, exactly like Spider-Verse, actually. Big fan of the way that looks. Everyone looks like they're doodled. Yeah. I, th- I thought they were sprites. It's really, really cool looking. A lot oh, of Sanalia fans here. Yeah. <laughs> the preview was really good. If only we weren't completely embargoed right now about it. <laughs> yes. That we can't actually talk about it. <laughs> Outside of the preview, we can't. And we've just talked no. about the preview. Talk Hot about preview. the preview. Yeah, the preview was hot. And you've missed a release, hey, Ross. Anything else? I have no idea what you're talking about. You've missed a release. What's uh, coming out? Launching at midnight is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, which I'm super excited for and I'm deliberately staying up for. Uh, oh, fuck me. Yeah, get excited. No. 
No, get excited, damn it. No. <laughs> Woo! If you're Shanalia. not going to st- look, look, no, no. If you're not going to stream your 90-minute run through of village, I am not going to get excited about Mountain Blade, Battle Lord. Okay. Mountain Blade Two looks good. I just want to add, it does look good. I've it's been an early access for like two years at this point. Um, I wa- I've been waiting for the console release. Very excited. I really well, like the first one. Well, good for you. Yeah. Ross, I'll I'll directly stream just for you. I'll do a screen share of a ninety-minute playthrough of Resident Evil Village. If that'll okay. cheer you, I wasn't you asking up. you to do it like publicly. I was like, oh no, I'm yeah, like, I'll I'll do it if you actually want to sit down and just watch. No, I, I, I I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, so, no, know. I'd absolutely do it. Uh, my best time is like one hour fifty. Um, I haven't gone back and done it, but I bet I could get it down to ninety. But it has been several months. That's so cool. Awesome. Someone's just started letting off fireworks. I don't know if you can Yeah, I did, I did wonder what that was. You know what? I, I, was, was, so- I <laughs> was wondering what it was. I thought someone was uh, dragging a body down some stairs, but I'm glad it's just fireworks. Mm-hmm. It's pyramid head brought to life. Just I thought it was someone banging on my window. I was freaking out. <laughs> I thought it was your dog going crazy. No, he's, he's been fine. Dragging bodies down the stairs. <laughs> Oh, you know, Halloween and all that. No, uh, if if you actually give me a little bit of time to to refamiliarize myself with Village, I'll absolutely do it just for you and have a fucking chat about it because it's a blast. It's, oh, it's a ton of fun. You have seven days. Yeah, and I'm and I'm excited to uh, hear what Miles says uh, thinks about it because it's, it's it's really fucking good. I love it. I'm so excited to jump into that game. I can't wait. Man, we're not far off releases of uh, freaking Ragnarok and. Sonic, you know, it's real soon. Oh. Sonic's just gone gold. Someone has been very, gold. very naughty. Listo went gold last week. Amazing. Oh, hey, cat, what have you done? No, someone's been very naughty and broken the embargo and the NDA for Ragnarok. And there are spoilers all over Twitter. I did see oh. this. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Someone who was given a code by Sony, like, has how gone out of their way, right? Yeah, you abuse your power. No, apparently it was an accident. Apparently, what had happened was uh, screenshots were automatically uploading to Twitter, oh, like their account. Yeah. Oh, big yikes! Oof. Um. Oof. So yeah, oh, but well, you know, I've I've not read too much into it through fear of. You know, because why is would def- you set your screenshots to automatically upload if you know that you've got a free release copy of a video? Exactly. If you if know you're that under you're a very, very NDAs strict embargo. And- <laughs> Holy shit, they're blacklisted uh, forever. Cool. Yeah, you've lost your <laughs> privileges, pal. And that's obviously like considering maybe actually that wasn't an accident. You know, like that's that's you know we're taking the nice route here of like maybe it wasn't an accident. Maybe they knew. Maybe they Either wanted way to fucked, be right? five minutes of fame. Yeah, absolutely. They've blown the you know, Sony privileges on five minutes of fame, but shame on you. Well, shame hey, Sony, you. some websites won't do that. <laughs> Even though then, uh, we danced around Saturnalia there. <laughs> we previewed it. It's all good. We previewed it. Uh, what do you mean Saturnalia? I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> no idea. Listeners, mute the words God of War, God of War, Ragnarok, etc. on Twitter if you're on Twitter, and then you won't get spoiled, hopefully. No, thankfully, no one cares enough to spoil Sonic Frontiers, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman comes in at the end. Did you not know? In a Sonic game? Yeah, the Sonic game. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, like he literally like just he's he's holding tails by the ankle off a building in Gotham. It's wild. I've seen seen screenshots. No tails, <laughs> boy. 
Sonic. Anywho. Oh. Then Leon comes running in. Oh god, it's gonna be all very dramatic. Mate, Sonic Frontiers. I, I did my um my email to Sega today about Sonic Frontiers. I did my Hey Sega! It's me. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, it's man. me, a fave. It's your boy. <laughs> Just come in and hug his favorite blue hedgehog. <laughs> Just want to say I got a free copy of Tennis with Midnight if you want to throw me some frontiers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that copy is not free. No, it's not. It's here waiting for you whenever you're ready. Thank um, you very much. Anyway, we are, yeah, we're just chatting, aren't we now? So um, that is it for the podcast. Thank you very much indeed, everyone, for listening. Don't forget, if you do want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below. Except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter. I missed that bit out last week. I was absolutely chastised by a friend of mine. I'm sorry about that. There it is. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon. For one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast setting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. Thank you very much indeed. Until next time, it is goodbye from Tom Woods. Goodbye. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. See you later, everyone. It is goodbye from Lars Thompson. Farewell. And it is goodbye from Kat. Happy Halloween. Goodbye. Happy Halloween. Enjoy Mountain Blade tonight, Josh. Uh, Tom, sorry. I will. Let, let us know all about it. Very Josh, nice. you can't enjoy it, even if you're playing it. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Josh. You're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw, screw you, Josh. I care about what you think of a Mountain Blade too. <laughs> it's all right. I'll just go and mount a blade. Oh. Ouch. Yeesh. Ouch. Um, I'm going to go and play uh, Requiem, I think, for a little bit. And uh, yeah, we shall see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Bye!